3: This movie.
0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder.
2: Some of us pump. And some of us slump.
0: Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. You
2: want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation.
0: What's up? Big episode today. We're doing pieces. And we are very fortunate to have all three members of the midnight movie cowboys podcast first up we have mr john grace
2: my tiger kung fu is better than yours i don't think you're good enough to avenge your master yeah how's everybody doing
0: welcome also joining us Hunter introducing from texas
4: Yay! Hey, pond scum he's a 45 you can keep the change howdy
0: howdy 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 howdy
4: howdy 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 welcome to the state fair of texas
0: <laughs> also joining us from australia we have mr Stuart balk
2: good
5: morning can i help you
2: john holmes Um uh, mr morango asked me to come
3: the lady's selling a beatles mono box set <laughs> hi oh hello <laughs> who's selling it uh some chicken marketplace Hmm. Yeah. Beatles in mono. It's the only way to
6: listen to them. When we were doing Friday the 13th part two, you were shopping. I'm always looking for shit. <laughs> uh, our our listeners want to know what's next on the Stuart Box shopping escapades. Well, you guys don't whip out your
0: junk anymore. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Where's people supposed yeah. to
0: know? I haven't even seen much from you guys on the Discord whipping out your junk. Ooh, Hunter's got Death Wish 5. <laughs>
4: Only the finest cinema over here.
1: that what's,
3: kino did that? I did. Yeah. How did that come to play the cannolis?
4: Yeah, yeah, it did. Could have done. <laughs> yep, that's the kino. Uh, there we go.
6: What's what's the uh, subtitle on that?
4: Uh, it's the face of death.
6: The face of death.
4: <laughs> and also, uh, John. Let me show you. John will appreciate these Shaw Brothers.
6: Oh, cool. oh for God's sake
4: volumes one and two lots of gold in these they got two more coming out They're you know it's oh it's shaw, shaw fans eating good up in here those yeah. are
0: the the shout sets right
4: yep yeah they're the shout sets
0: very nice
3: so they do have three and four confirmed huh
4: yep yep i don't know what's on four though but uh yeah doesn't matter
3: has it been a re-release of the bruce lee's this week
4: Ooh. <laughs> no hopefully
7: nah.
3: Maybe next week, John, they'll get a, a, another Re- reissue
7: them with cocaine straws.
3: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> I uh I tried getting the Bing AI generator to do some uh Bruce Lee related drug humor and it refused. So I was gonna tweet it at Shannon Lee.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's rude that's rude.
7: I shouldn't do that. So Tarantino goes further than a a AI program.
0: any of you blocked by shannon lee
4: no i have never i've never i've never trolled her but but you know she's definitely difficult to like these days
0: yeah all right well we are continuing our series on full american horror today we are looking at pieces from 1982 which was a spanish-american production mostly shot in spain We, we were assured it's a giallo (laughs) <laughs> yeah it <they> worked <laughs> also to piggyback off of that john you know we had ian urza on to talk new york ripper and we were discussing the score right and he said he was gonna have to ask you he he wasn't sure but he he thought he remembered you saying something along the lines of it was previously used for a, a, a porno film
7: um for the for the one for pieces or new york ripper
0: for new york ripper and then they they sped it up for new york ripper
1: um
7: no i i'm not aware of that i i it it wouldn't surprise me if you if it was true but um i'm not actually aware of that
0: okay so it sounded to me like a a late 70s cop show and i was (laughs) it felt out of place (laughs) in the new york ripper but
7: I thought it was inspired by um, the the secret inspiration of New York Ripper is uh, the James Bond movie, For Your Eyes Only, because he's got an actor uh, playing the inspector who was in For Your Eyes Only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the score is astoundingly similar to the kind of odd. Um, oh, who was the composer for that? Um, it wasn't John Barry. It was it was like a one off thing that was it wasn't was it used-
4: uh, wasn't it built? It was Bill Conti, I think. Yeah, yeah,
7: Bill Conti. Sure. It was Bill Conti's score. And what's strange is there's tracks in the New York Ripper score that are very similar. They kind of remind you of the figurei's Only score. So it's it's um mm. it's bizarre. It may just be a coincidence, but um yeah, I don't know. It's just an odd thing.
0: Well, that was only a year before. Uh, yeah, New York Ripper was also eighty two. So. Although I th- and it wasn't released in the states until eighty four, but that doesn't really matter. It was just oh
7: god, we I don't think we had it available on home video until like eighty eight or eighty seven. It was uh, it was pretty pretty. Kooky.
0: I, I think that sounds about right from what I saw. Speaking of which, this film pieces. Uh, let's go around the room. Uh, when you first saw it, uh, what do you thought of it then? What do you think of it now? Uh, let's start with John.
7: I'm pretty sure I rented this in maybe eighty-eight, eighty-nine on I guess it was a media videotape, media home video. And um saw it many years later when it was a public domain staple for some labels in the uh the early days of DVD when uh you remember Diamond Entertainment? They would just mm-hmm. issue videotape transfers onto DVD and uh I had yeah. pieces and uh <laughs> and later on I I uh, upgraded to the the Grindhouse uh, Blu-ray. I did have the DVD at one point. I just bought the Blu-ray for this recording because I sold off my DVD uh, a couple of couple of years ago. But mm. um, I figure, well, I might as well get the Blu-ray since it includes the soundtrack. So, right, it's, it's a good deal. And I got it on Amazon for like twenty-two bucks. So, what the hell?
0: Those are friend prices. Yeah, it looks yeah. fantastic, and the the special features are incredible.
7: Oh, it looks. Having grown up with this thing on every format practically except for LaserDisc uh i could see the evolution of its quality over the years so i'd say this is the best
4: it's ever looked it's i was stunned
0: all right hunter what about you
4: i first saw this when it came out on blu-ray in 2016 okay Uh, so i it was really kind of maybe oversold to me uh because when i first saw it i thought well okay you know it's got some good gory stuff in it but you know, it didn't it didn't wow me like, you know, people said it would. But um, this but, you know, I liked it well enough to where when you guys mentioned doing a show on it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it again. And this time I had a, a much more positive experience with it. So
0: that's good. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the, the 2016 release, Grindhouse releasing, they also did the DVD, but this is the updated Blu-ray. This is the only Grindhouse releasing title i have do you guys have any more from Groundhouse? grindhouse release uh releasing
4: i i have their um oh gosh what's that movie called mike malloy did the commentary on it um our friend mike malloy it's a euro crime film assault with a deadly weapon or Mm, mm, i got it over here i had that and i had their uh release of uh i have their release of the big gun down I have their release of, or I did at one point. Uh, I don't know if I still have it. Cannibal Holocaust. And I think I have one more, but I'm not sure. But let me let me double check. I have it over here. I'll go look at that real quick.
7: Yeah, I have Big Gun Down, Assault with a Deadly Weapon, or whatever it's called.
0: Okay. Because I am I was pretty impressed with this pieces release, so I guess I'm interested to learn more about them and what kind of titles they yeah, have. Yeah, it,
7: it was Sage Owns company. He co-owns with that... Uh, the other dude mm. who I believe is an editor by by day. But um it was it was Sage Stallone's company because I think he bought the rights to a lot of um stuff that was owned on the indies like 21st century and film ventures.
0: Uh, Stu, this was a, a first time watch for you, correct? Uh, what did you think? Your your general thoughts.
3: <laughs> yeah, can I get a time machine? <laughs> get my time back <laughs> by the end of this episode, you're gonna love it. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, not even the tits can save this film. Yes. <laughs> are you sure? Did you did you see the tits? Yeah, I saw them. But how's that?
4: The tough ones. This is yeah, that's I it. Yeah, that? Umberto Lenzi. Okay, that's um, a, that's a great
3: movie. These yeah. fucking Italians get too much love. I tell you. you people are just <laughs> off your chain. You don't, you seem (laughs) to think Italian makes good cinema. They don't make shit.
6: (laughs) Well, this one's Spanish, so.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. And the Spaniards as well.
6: A Spanish
0: giallo.
4: Yep. It's a Spanish imitating Italians. Mm
7: -hmm.
0: Yes.
4: (laughs) Instead of a black glove with a knife, it's a black glove with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. And a knife sometimes, depending (laughs) on his mood.
0: So, Stu, uh just shit nothing you really liked about it
3: no no, not really
0: (laughs) all right uh brett
6: get to you i watched it about a year ago i want to say our friend uh walter the movie dweller on twitter was hyping this movie up that's this is
4: very much a walter joint
6: (laughs) (laughs) so so I, i decided to give it a shot and uh I mean, we're doing an episode on it, so I didn't hate it, obviously. Mm-hmm. The the dubbing is always distracting to me. I think I mentioned that on our New York Ripper episode. I always get distracted by the dubbing being off from their mouths. But I, this is a goofy fucking movie. Um, but it's entertaining. I, I found it entertaining enough.
7: He needed the money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I saw it for the first time, I'd say, five years ago. I can't remember where I where I saw it. I, no, I, I saw it on Shutter. That's where it was. Hmm. I can't remember if I saw it in conjunction with Last Drive-In or Sands' Last Drive-In. but
4: It was Joe Bob Black. Like, five stars. Check it out.
0: <laughs> they did do a a Last Drive-In episode on it and all that. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it then. Got my hands on that release. Yeah, it wasn't too... Uh, i can't remember what i got it for it was it might have even been cheaper in 22 but yeah well worth uh, every penny uh yeah just uh, a real foot watch uh so let's get into the details This is the OG jigsaw. <laughs> it was actually the original title. And they're like, no, let's go with something else. Pieces. Pieces. Te- Although technically in Spanish, it's Night of a Thousand Screams or Thousand Cries, depending on the translator. But
4: one of those movies with a million titles, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Mil gritos tiene la noche, if you want to get down to it. Yeah. Mm. Directed by Juan Piquer Simon written by dick randall who's the who's an american living in italy at the time i believe um, who ended he's up, a character yeah i heard as much uh from i think from smith in his there's an hour-long interview with smith on the on the grindhouse release and it is uh a great watch they also have a uh, a documentary on their 42nd street memories just a bunch of people talking about 42nd street and the films that went through there
3: history of the area and all the theaters so that's pretty cool to check out but um you guys know this got a arrow release right it did when was that yeah it did
1: hmm
3: i don't know it's gonna
7: uk like a region two arrow exclusive or something yeah Yeah, it's a a
3: region it's a region uh region b release okay Uh, yeah i never even saw it on arrow yeah it's going on their flash sale at the moment for nine pounds. If they have a region B exclusive on that, would that
0: be on the Arrow channel then to stream? Would that be available?
4: It Depends.
3: I, honestly, I, mean, I the don't States, know what special features you guys have on your it's on, one.
6: It's on Peacock right now. So Peacock. I, I got beef with Peacock at the moment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many cuts does the US release have? Two. Yeah, two. two. You know, someone's mm-hmm. got two versions with U.S. theatrical with a library score and a yeah. director's cut
0: with the Spanish score,
3: score. By Labrado Pastor.
0: Yeah, that was the original score.
3: Mm-hmm. These that those library tracks for the U.S. release. And there's an alternate rescore by composer Umberto.
0: Yep, that's on here too. This also okay. has. They call it a 5.1 recording. It's the the Vine Theater experience.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's on here. In as Hollywood. Well. Yeah, so it's pretty much looks like it's the same features. I tried watching part of that, but it's I don't know if I could get through it. You have to crank it way up to hear
0: anything that's coming from the film. Uh, you can hear, you know, people laughing and probably cracking jokes throughout. But I didn't stick around long enough. But oh, it's God. all
3: tinny and echoey, and it's just. watching a youtube reaction video no thank you
7: yeah isn't that sad it's trying to emulate a big screen experience with a a crowd yeah just not (laughs) of the type of crowd that would be populating this film in the 1980s on 42nd street the you know people yelling back at the screen and really having a grand old time half (laughs) the crowd are junkies you know drunks vagrants the
0: first two minutes
7: go ahead yeah well it's like i'm thinking well if you got a hipster crowd in la that's not going to be as fun as a 42nd street crowd and right in the 1980s in new york so i don't know why they include stuff like that now you said that this film had the American version has library tracks
0: yeah from uh what do they call it cam which is short for I don't know, the...
7: or or one of those companies because yeah those, those did end up in porno films. so urza is probably correct okay porno films did use library tracks from like kmp and some other companies
3: no sure. it wasn't kmp i know which ones you're talking about now this is CAM. cam
7: yeah and those are yeah, the kmp series, series.
3: yeah yeah well, I it's don't know similar though
0: camp. cam and but yeah the, the first two minutes of that vine theater experience is just a mess because they're just kind of giving some coverage around the outside of the theater on on vine and like eli roth is there oh no <laughs> just randomly they're just kind of <laughs> hey eli hey you love this Uh, it's just like all right let's go inside and watch the movie but yeah it's something i do kind of like that they kind of just include everything they found related to pieces and just threw it on a release but
7: is the radio ad on there i haven't looked i haven't looked through it yet but uh well actually
0: uh yes i think this is what you're talking about john
5: warning What you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. (laughs) Absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted.
7: yep i heard that on the radio when i was a kid 1984 (laughs) the wrno rock of new orleans they played that ad they advertised anytime an extreme horror film came out like this that turned out to be goofy uh but was marketed as a serious experience you would hear the radio ads so yeah i remember that that's funny
0: it's exactly what you think it is
7: (laughs) yes you don't have to go to texas for a chainsaw massacre i remember that on the poster and the newspaper print ad
0: Stu, we heard you laughing. We can already tell you're turning the corner on this. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's called Pieces.
4: Pieces,
7: baby. Well, the uh, the president of Film Ventures, the American distributor, he admitted in an interview with Fegoria that he thought this movie was hilarious.
3: Mm-hmm. It is.
7: And, and that's the main reason he bought it. I guess the tennis scene is what he cracked up at, where if you watch <laughs> that scene, it's Linda Day George and... One of the the young uh, girls of the movie playing tennis, and you there cuts to the audience, and their heads are just going side to side. <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty funny.
3: Can we take a moment to say how oh, shit that lieutenant is as an actor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not great. He's Terrible. <laughs> What's worse, his yeah. acting or his detecting? Well, they go hand in hand. We,
6: we've noticed that on recent episodes <laughs> that we've done that the the police are not very good in these movies. <laughs>
7: especially if christopher george is playing the cop
6: yeah
0: that's the the husband to linda george Linda
7: Day. yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know much about them i just know they're married one was on mission impossible of course linda right
7: yeah christopher george was dead like a few years later um died of cancer i think but he was on rat patrol i believe okay a show i've never really watched same here yeah and he was on uh he was the original dan august in the dan august tv movie and then when they went to series they hired burt reynolds mm. so they didn't uh they didn't keep christopher george around and you'd, you'd see him in bit parts and stuff in the 70s and then somehow he made a leading man career out of being in low budget films like the exterminator and foreign productions like pieces and typically uh kind of like a charles bronson jill ireland thing he'd always have a uh, linda day george would always have a part of in the films usually or at mm. least the cameo
0: Uh, Let's get to some of the rest of the cast. Christopher George, we talked about Lieutenant Bracken. Linda played Mary Riggs. Frank Brana was Sergeant Randy Holden. Edmund Purdom was the Dean. Ian Sarah played Kendall. Paul L. Smith was Willard. Jack Taylor was Professor Arthur Brown. Gerard Titchy was Dr. Jennings. I kind of brushed over Paul Smith, but I wanted to focus on him for a minute john hunter Stu, you guys know more about him than i do i know he was in some italian films and i know he was in a bruce live film so could you guys tell <laughs> us more about that
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like a favorite dream i swear to god the fuck am i doing don't have bruce Live movies in this <laughs> well he uh he had a hell
7: of a career uh he's bet really best known to everybody as the the torture in the midnight express
4: sure and in, in that movie and i express and, is the and, and uh and popeye guard. he was in popeye yep. and and he was beast raban in david lynch's dune
0: mm-hmm.
4: and he was in red Sonia.
0: they wanted him to play the baron in dune and they wanted him to gain a hundred pounds so they didn't have to build a suit <laughs> <laughs> and then he's already what got to be three it'll be, be
6: over 300
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. morbidly obese is the polite word
0: and he was how tall? You know, six. Yeah, he's a big guy. Six, six, something. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no. So <laughs> we'll find okay. something else for you. And then they ended up building the suit for it. I forget who played the Baron, but. It
6: was six, two and three quarters, according to IMDb. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, next to Bruce Lye, he looks six, six. And he was in The In-Laws, too. The uh, Andrew Bergman film with uh, Alan Arkin and Peter
6: Falk. Okay
7: yeah he steadily worked he wasn't he wasn't hurting for work uh when he did this i think he just kind of did things for the money didn't care by that point
4: oh i forgot he was in crime wave the sam yep. raimi cohen brothers movie mm-hmm. mm. yeah oh man i totally forgot about that i haven't seen that it's not good <laughs> it's not oh, good. okay <laughs> it was one no seriously it was one like when I finally got a chance to see, it, I was like, oh yeah, Sam Raimi, the Coen Brothers. How could this miss? Whoo, swinging a miss.
0: You, you piqued my interest. It's Sam Raimi, Coen <laughs>
4: Brothers. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah Raimi directed it, and it, the Coen <laughs> Brothers wrote it. I like uh, it more than
7: Doctor Strange and the multiverse of bullshit or whatever. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's that's, better than that. That's a I made it far. about. I made yeah. it about 10 minutes. And, and I, I liked it more than Drag me, me to Hell. So, yeah. Okay. And if Spider-Man. you're a Raimi fan, you should watch it, but it's, I just know that it's, it's just, the it just, it it goes for that kind of Coen Brothers zany type of humor, like kind of throwing back to an older type of movie, but it just doesn't really work. It, it I don't know. There's something's off about it.
3: Best uh, Sam Raimi film of the last 20 years. The one nobody remembers. A Simple Plan.
4: Simple Plan's good. Yeah, yeah it cool. is. It's fantastic.
3: Minnesota film.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, is it? That it is. Right in my backyard. It's actually outside the cities, but... Anywho, uh, so what's the I Bruce Lai film he was in?
7: Uh, Return of the Tiger, which is oh, made fuck. in seventy-eight, I think.
0: Well, I got to bring it up because we have, what, a Bruce Lay in this film?
7: Yes. Yeah, Bruce, uh, Bruce Lee is in the film, bro. So say, which
0: one? Isn't there, like, three Bruce Lays or something?
7: This was the Burmese <laughs> Bruce Lee clone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his real name is uh wang king lung and he uh he actually started out at shaw brothers in 1973 the year bruce died and may have been i i've seen a film from 73 where he was doing the bruce lee routine with the dark sunglasses and everything even then so really he might have been the first he might have been might have beaten bruce lie at the to the punch and he uh he was working for dick randall at the time this movie was actually shot in rome I don't think a, a single scene was actually filmed in in Boston, Cambridge, or whatever. Right. <laughs> I don't do not think anything was filmed in the U.S. Uh, this was filmed in Rome, and Bruce Lee uh, was making movies like Challenge of the Tiger for Dick Randall in Rome. And um, well, this
0: was it, mostly in Spain, right? The filmed pieces, right?
7: Was it actually filmed in Spain though? Because I I got the feeling it was filmed in Rome because it's dubbed by the Roman dubbers. Um, yeah.
0: I like mean, Larry
4: Dolgan and Ed Mannix. so...
0: Dick Randall was living in Rome at the time. I know that.
4: Mm-hmm. It was shot yeah. around Valencia, Spain, according
6: to Wikipedia. Mm, okay. IMDB says Madrid. No. Mm. Could be. Complutancy University of Madrid.
7: Ah, the, the stand-in for Harvard. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Where what women skateboard to
7: class and... Crash Boston,
6: the Boston University, I guess, not harvard still
4: yeah they didn't look like bu <laughs> <laughs> but bruce lee he starred in one of the all-time great uh shaw brothers movies or well, starred in he was in it i don't what he wasn't the star yeah and for man in for man yeah he's an in for man. awesome movie
0: well supposedly the real bruce told him that what he was gonna he should carry on his legacy or something along those lines
7: uh, the gimmick with Bruce Lai was, um, he was a Taiwanese stuntman actor who, um, had a vague resemblance to Bruce from certain profiles, I guess. And, uh, they made the film Exit the Dragon, Enter the Tiger. And they had the gimmick in the beginning where Bruce is talking to him and saying, You'll, if I die mysteriously, you'll take over my legacy or whatever. And then you have kind of a lame chop flick that follows that, that pretty good opening scene. And Bruce Lai is playing both. Bruce Lee and Bruce Lai in in that that scene. And then they made a sequel in name only. It really has nothing to do with the previous film. But uh, they brought in Paul Smith because he had some acclaim from Midnight Express. So they had him as the idea was a celebrity villain, I guess, because Bruce Lee clone films were not made really for the Hong Kong or Taiwanese market. They were made for foreign markets like America, um, the Philippines, South American markets, third world markets where if uh you know the film goers there if they see oh the torturer for the midnight like the poster actually said bruce lie versus the torturer for the midnight for midnight express Mm -hmm. you know a battle of the century or whatever so it's almost like building it up like a godzilla movie Mm -hmm. those films are not they were not made for really the asian markets as much as the the foreign markets that wanted to see like a a simple and kind of dumb chop sake angela mao ying is in that film as well it's not bad though. You can watch it on Prime. I think. I think you can watch it on Prime. There's a good HD mm. print on there. You can check it out. It's it's fun. It's actually a lot of fun, especially the way they dubbed uh, Paul Smith with uh, one of those intercontinental those continental accents.
0: Yeah, they were pretty good friends. I think because he said they only lived about a block apart, and he lived mm-hmm. in Rome for five years or so. So he kind of did this as a as a favor to him, I think. But uh, anywho, also I was kind of curious. I was wondering how calm it was for European studios making films for the U.S. market. Yeah. Because it seems like they put a lot of effort into...
1: (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs)
7: right, Fez.
0: They put a lot of effort into, you know, dubbing it English, but most of the characters and actors are speaking English. Yeah. And so they also make it for, you know, an Italian audience, a Spanish audience. I doubt they're doing separate takes to do you know, say your words in Italian. Now we'll do another take where you say in English. They're not doing that, right? It would, it would no. seem like it would be very expensive for the film.
7: No. Uh, supposedly they didn't do that. The French did it. So apparently every time Belmondo and Delon and guys like that would make a, a movie, they would do a take in English. So it'd be easy for the English dubbers to um to to loop their lines.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it would be double the ADR, too. It's not just double the film. It's... Right. So it seems like they're just making it really for the American audience and not really caring as much about, you know, Italian, Spanish, what have you. I, I know the market's much bigger in America, but yeah. I mean, with the 80s craze, was this kind of isolated in the 80s or were they doing this more in the 70s, 60s?
7: It was in the really the 60s, 70s and 80s. Um, AIP was supposedly always involved with a lot of those Mario Bava productions that they released, like Black, hmm. Black Sunday the um i've also heard that there was like a tax sort of a tax credit scheme going on with distributors (laughs) in america and that's why you see a lot of like european horror spanish italian german whatever imported into america in the 60s and 70s is because there was this sort of tax credit for buying the rights to foreign films like I don't know, you got some sort of deal on it or something. And mm. uh, that was ended, I believe, in the 80s. And that's when you'll notice there's a total cutback in the amount of those type of films coming out for theaters. And, of course, by then, theaters were so uh, homogenized into basically mall culture that I don't think you'd see these, a movie like Pieces released in in a uh, American theater like in the late 80s. But before the fat, the last release I recall being like this was like the Dario Argento movie Phenomena was released as Creepers by New Line Cinema, mm. and that's really the last one. Okay. But yeah, I remember when one weekend, the late uh, a recent Lucio Fulci could open, a Dario Argento could open, and something like Pieces could all play at the same multiplex. This is a very different market.
0: Hmm. I think that'll about do it for cast. We talked about Bruce Lee. Anyone else of note that you guys want to bring up?
3: People maybe I'm unfamiliar with? Uh, John. I I was going to ask John if they would have used that system for four walls, four walling, uh the films like that.
7: Yeah, and actually I wonder if Pieces was four walled. It probably was. Because if you have the radio ads and everything, it was probably four walled. And yeah, there was probably a deal with that. Now that you know, now that I think about it, that's why it probably took a while for stuff like New York Ripper to come out on video because it was being four walled across the country and that might have taken two years, depending on the distributor. Who knows though? A lot of ins and outs of that business. Yeah. And I oh, and I should say about Paul Smith, because you had asked me before we were before the show started about uh confusing him with Bud Spencer, which is a frequent mistake a lot of people make. Okay. And they yeah. even have the same dubber, Ed Mannix, dubbing their voices, like Ed <laughs> Mannix dubbed Paul in pieces, and uh, he dubbed Bud Spencer pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Paul started out in Italy as a Bud Spencer clone, and apparently was very offended when Film Ventures, the company that released this in America, um, bought one of those films and uh, marketed it like it was a Bud Spencer movie. <laughs> and he greatly offended Paul Smith, and I guess he sued Film Ventures, which wouldn't be the first time they've been sued. But yeah, mm-hmm. he did a series of films with Antonio Cantafori, who was a tall, blonde et- Italian actor who uh, was sort of the stand-in for Terence Hill. And they did some Hill-Spencer type of comedy action films, which I've never seen them. I heard they're pretty bad, but...
0: They're like WAPs from Northern Italy.
7: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs>
4: hey, he's a Milano. <laughs> um. I was going to say Christopher George was a pretty prolific Western actor, TV actor. You know, he was in a lot of television, but a lot of Westerns like El Dorado, uh, what's it called? Chisholm, mm. uh, The Train Robbers. Uh, and he was even in Enter the Ninja and City of the Living Dead for some cultier <laughs> items. <laughs> Frank Branya, who plays Sergeant Holden, uh, he was in a lot of spaghetti Westerns, usually playing bit parts. Okay. Um and then uh Edmund Purdom who plays D uh Dean Foley, uh he was in um oh gosh what was it
0: The Egyptian?
4: Yes. No, I no I was actually thinking of um 2019 after the fall of New York.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like in the blurbs, it's like he's the most famous for starring in The Egyptian in 1954. Egyptian. And I was like never seen it,
4: never seen it. No, he was in a lot of stuff, um, but. And actually, uh, Linda Day, who plays Mary Riggs, she was married to Christopher George. Mm-hmm. So that was his wife.
3: Yeah. We said that earlier.
4: Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad.
3: No worries.
0: Um, I think to cap it all off, I do have a pretty fun story about Paul Smith, which you can hear on the interview on the Grindhouse release. But led a pretty interesting life. He flew to Israel and fought in the, what,
3: the Seven Day War? And Boy, the... I could use him now, couldn't I? Yeah, he <laughs> it's, it's probably is totally.
7: flying down there right now. <laughs>
3: yeah,
7: hopefully, he's dubbed by Ed Mannix. He's like, Hey, I'm gonna
4: take care of these. <laughs> no, the reason it's happening is he's dead, you know. So, yeah.
1: they saw I'm
3: also white until he died. They said now he <laughs> can
4: strike <laughs>
0: <laughs> But, um, he uh, he also did a, a film, you know, 21 Days in Munich. You guys might have seen that. I, mm-hmm. I think I saw it back in, I'm gonna say, college. But uh, when he landed there to start filming for that, Customs pulled him aside, brought him into a room and were like, uh, you know, he thought it was, they were going to search him for drugs or this and that. And like, you injured 28 of our countrymen. And he goes, oh, uh, yeah. So that was a separate story. When he was there several years earlier with a friend, they went and uh, they toured one of the concentration camps. And afterwards, they stopped at a pub and he was enjoying a couple of beverages there were some germans at the next table that noticed the star david that he was wearing made a crack about they missed a couple in the oven and paul smith and his buddy got up and beat the shit out of 28 germans in this bar and the cops (laughs) showed up and they basically ushered him right to the airport and flew him out of the country (laughs) so the last time he was there he got ushered out and when he flew back in for 21 days in munich they stopped him like is this resolved or like it ended up not being that big of a deal but him and a friend beat up 28 people they injured 28 people in a
4: bar <laughs> it
7: must have look like a Hill and Spencer comedy
4: yeah <laughs> probably, probably like, you
6: like a slap <laughs> and a hammer punch
4: yeah he does that <laughs> hammer down on their head
1: yeah
6: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds uh, like that uh, gentleman Chris Adams story from Israel. Yes, he, he kicked the guy's <laughs> eye out of his yeah. head. <laughs>
4: yeah, he kicked the dude's eyeball out. Those dark side of the ring and tales from the territories have a lot of stories that involve eyeballs getting popped out of heads.
6: <laughs> yeah, it they're, they're obsessed way with more that. More often than you would think.
4: There's tons of like of those blurry shot reenactments of eyeballs <laughs> flying out.
6: <laughs> I Always like that Chris Adams one. It's like, oh, he hit him with the super kick. Yeah, I mean, you know, the super kick's one of the most fake moves in wrestling. Right?
3: <laughs> you want to say something, Stu? Oh, yeah, I've just been watching season four, I've been binging that the last couple of days. And finally got around to seeing it. I've seen seven out of the 10 episodes.
7: So, another actor here is Jack Taylor that you should probably talk about. Okay. He's big with the Euro uh movie fans. In all he's all the
4: Jess franco stuff yeah he's had a ton <laughs> of franco
7: films and he's he's got a small role in conan the barbarian with schwarzenegger he's like a he's a gay culty that uh he, you know hits on uh conan and then conan beats him up and steals his robe or whatever and um he's he's god he, he he's in a ton of things but he's one of those guys always turns up. if you'll watch like old 70s 60s horror films and you'll see jack taylor pop up in a role
6: I was shocked that his character was gay in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Leads to a lot of laughs for this one. It's a a red herring, because you just assume when they they reveal that he's gay, that he's the killer. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, Gays are always the red herrings in these things, I think. Mm -hmm. One thing I thought was funny was when um, the dean is asking the cops to go with him, and he's like... Well, I don't know. You know, he starts like kind of getting nervous, like, oh, maybe I'll draw suspicion because I'm the anatomy teacher. (laughs) And and then they're like he like and then they he leaves with the cops and he walks down. He's like, this is my classroom. And then they walk in and then he's like, would you like to see my collection of teenage girl skulls? <laughs> i was like for a guy who seems anxious he sure does seem to want to make them as suspicious as possible
6: he immediately incriminates himself <laughs> he's, he's
4: like "Ah, oh, yes this is a skull of a 16 year old girl that i <laughs> keep on my desk <laughs> and, and, by the way do you know any women who are murdered around here lately beheaded
0: <laughs> so that'll do it for cast hmm any parting thoughts on cast?
7: No, because um, I'm not f- not familiar with anybody else outside of the American and kind of a Italian movie staple actors.
3: Sure, Doug the girls. Girls are nice. Yeah, that they are. The Aerobics instructor was top notch. Oof.
2: ooh! I love to jump on her bones. Mm.
0: I love the leggings that she had.
3: thigh eyes even better if they came off yeah but they didn't did they <laughs> that's why this film sucked ass
0: <laughs> i can already tell you're warming up Stu. you're warming up john or hunter or anyone know of what is in the extra three minutes of the spanish version
4: no nah, no idea never watched no, it um i i was gonna watch the spanish one but uh i wasn't in the mood to do a lot of reading so i put the english one back on sure um so i'm not sure what's what's in there probably extra scenes of spanish actors Yeah, you know acting really
7: fey like that that lead guy that young dude mm-hmm. who like screams like a woman when the you know the corpse falls on him and everything then <laughs> you know then you have the the fake the carry ripoff ending where you know it's like then he, he screams yep. even more fair
6: Mm-hmm. IMDb says the Spanish cut of the film has alternate credits and longer shots of the dean piecing together his jigsaw puzzle. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, uh,
7: whoa. Oh, I missed so <laughs>
0: much.
6: Thus, stretching the film's runtime by, by an extra minute.
1: Good <laughs> lord. Uh,
0: the synopsis of pieces is the co eds of a Boston college campus are targeted by a mysterious killer who is creating a human jigsaw puzzle from their body parts, from their pieces. Pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. Uh, So we begin with a rather shocking tale from the forties, even though it looks like it takes place in a house from the 1980s. (laughs) 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 It's like what? 40, uh, 42. 42. 1942. Because the film takes place 40
6: years later. I like how the kid sings Humpty Dumpty while he's putting his puzzle together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ward is
6: a ten-year-old boy. or He's probably about ten or so. Where the hell
0: does he get a puzzle like that? This is the 40s.
7: Yeah, they didn't even make them for adults like that back then. Yeah. Maybe in Spain, but not definitely not in America.
4: Maybe, Maybe it was made... a hand-me-down from his dad, because his dad was a perv, you know?
6: Yeah, brought it back from the war.
4: Brought it back, yeah he died he was in the military that's
7: right and then the cops come in and the cops have like 19 late 1970s hairstyles must have. <laughs> so so much for the 40s uh period setting
6: things escalate quickly with that puzzle though like mom comes in and just starts wrecking the whole room mm-hmm. look, looking for other ner- dirty stuff and uh he just axes her yeah, he <laughs> says I want to axe you a question, and then he... <laughs> she says, "Bring me a plastic bag," and he brings her an axe.
4: Yeah, and he... uh, you, that that's pretty brutal too when he yeah, when
6: he yeah kills her. It's
4: pretty. Did they actually have plastic bags back then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty it's... dull axe because it took
3: a few whacks to get th- in yeah. there. Shittiest looking axe. In film history. It was blunt as that's (laughs) because dad's
6: been in Europe with the Air Force. Mom
4: mom's not sharpening that thing.
3: It was like watching ECW with you know Abdul the (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) She
4: was was, he saw New Jack when he sees Mass Transit.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It was like that match where uh kept hitting Uh, cactus jack with the glass bottle and it wouldn't break (laughs) (laughs) just kept hitting him and hitting him and hitting him
4: oh my gosh (laughs) but yeah i don't know like that's a pretty i thought i thought that was a pretty chilling scene you know it's silly this movie has a very over-the-top tone Mm -hmm. but it still manages to be like disturbing
0: it was pretty shocking when i first saw it i wasn't expecting that
6: (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Yeah,
4: And then he finishes the puzzle he just sits there and he's like hmm and he's got the last piece and he's like studying it like where does this go
6: where does this go where does this
0: piece go that little kid's the finest actor in this film you see the cops show up and he's hiding in the in the closet he's like
6: oh mommy somebody got (laughs) somebody a big man got her
0: you know the cops come in and they just immediately sully the crime scene and there's oh i know they're they're
4: just rubbing everything (laughs) down you know
0: although i was thinking like well this is the 40s they're not looking for fingerprints but
4: no they just they just go okay where's the nearest italian book them
0: (laughs) (laughs) because that does kind of come back (laughs) later when uh, i forget who is it uh the professor Mm -hmm. starts touching something hey don't touch that you know you're messing up the
6: crime scene
4: He's like, oh,
6: yeah, the know? same professor that was showing off his human skull collection. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gets his fingerprints all over the chainsaw.
4: <laughs> he just doesn't have very good judgment, does he?
0: So yeah, then it pretty much just skips to yeah. forty years later, right? And there's a woman skateboarding.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's a couple line. There's at least one line I wanted to uh, point out in the opening scene when they come in and. Uh, they said, uh, something's been butchered in here. Let's hope it's an animal.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> but the skateboarding gal, I was thrown for a loop at first. I'm like, well, what the fuck happens to this girl? Why is the scene in here? And then I'm thinking later, well, maybe he saw it because in the first scene, the mom smashes the mirror it, like, triggered something in his mind. I mean, and then I, I read a uh, on IMDb or Wikipedia or something. It's like, yeah, the murderer sees that and it, you know, brings back all these memories or something. And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't. Maybe I was writing down a note or something, but I
6: didn't see the dean or. They do flash back and forth between the, the mountain breaking in the mirror and the, the yeah. girl running into the mirror.
4: So it will be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. It's not communicated very well, but that's kind of what I picked up from it. I was going, I think (laughs) this is what they're saying.
0: The flashback to the mother. Remember this from three minutes ago? (laughs) Yeah.
4: I love love it when movies do that, when you just saw something (laughs) and then they're like, we got to make sure the audience can keep up with this. Let's show it again.
6: Like, this is important. Make sure you remember it.
0: (laughs) The New York Ripper in the beginning when she, the first uh, witness interviews. uh, Yeah. She was talking to somebody on the phone that sounded like a duck and then the next scene he's talking to somebody and somebody mentions something like a duck he goes oh where have i heard that before
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean it was yeah. the previous day but it was the next scene the, so- <laughs> the sec-
6: well the secretary says uh there's somebody on the phone for you he sounds like a duck and he goes where have i heard that before
7: <laughs> hey sounds familiar
6: and like it, in the movie it's five weeks but in the or you know, in the in the timeline of the movie, it's five weeks, but in the actual movie it's like three minutes, like between the time <laughs> he's told about the person that sounds like a duck and oh, then the person calling like
7: him. Well, that has the greatest that movie has the greatest line in all of Jolo is uh this killer is either a homosexual or extremely clever.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is that when they're uh, at Scalenda's house when they're looking at over all the the nude pictures of the men and the the penis pipe and all the accoutrement <laughs> that he has?
1: I
7: don't remember. I just remember after he says it, I think they cut to the scene of of that guy going buying his his uh, blue boy
1: bag. Blue boy in <laughs> yeah.
7: paper. Bitter. Here you go. Yeah, and one for you, sir. <laughs> just... <laughs>
0: I like how they just had to use newspapers as wrapping paper back then. Yeah. I'm sure they made them pay for the paper, right? If you're buying a blue boy, you got to buy a paper too.
7: Yeah, maybe it was expensive and it covered the cost of the paper with it. Mm. So. Probably worth it.
0: <laughs> Honcho and blue boy. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the woman breaks into the mirror and not sure what happens to the woman, right? We don't know if she is dead or maimed terribly.
7: Yeah, it's missing some B roll there. Yeah. <laughs> It's supposed to be a shot of a decapitated head somewhere on, a, you know, on the brick ground or something. I don't know.
6: What are, what are the many large mirror deliveries that are commonplace on college campuses? <laughs>
0: well, it was probably a foreshadowing for later. The dance studio needed a big giant mirror to fill up <laughs> the wall in front of them. That yeah, could be. Couldn't see it because that was the camera's POV. So
7: <laughs> I always know they deliver those when um, scenes like this and... Whenever like Jackie Chan or Buster Keaton are in a chase, mm-hmm. yeah they, they always have to deliver mirrors. So
0: or if a Mark's brother walks by.
7: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they yeah, you know, they see themselves and they're not sure if it's really them.
0: <laughs> Till Harbo starts acting silly. Yeah. <laughs> Stu will be back soon. <laughs> he has messaged me. <laughs> He's tending to some affairs at the homestead. So, where do we go from here? Is the, the
6: chainsaw kill next? Yeah, we got to, well, we got to click uh look at the killer's uh, dresser with the puzzle and all that stuff mm-hmm. again.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interspliced in between all the scenes. Keeps on updating how far he's getting in the puzzle. He He's piecing everything together with the pieces.
4: What piece is he going to get next? He's <laughs> like, puts the head together and then he beheads someone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because he doesn't get the head from the, the girl with the mirror. He gets the head
6: from the, the chainsaw kill, the, yeah, the first exactly. kill. Yeah, there's a girl studying on the lawn and Willard, who is an obvious red herring, <laughs> is is there with his chainsaw. And then somebody immediately chainsaws the woman's head off. <laughs> but it's not Willard, even though he's standing right there watching. <laughs> well,
0: it's funny because the guy starts up the chainsaw and she starts looking around and the guy is like 10 feet behind her. And it takes her like 30 seconds to find out where the chainsaw noise is coming from.
7: Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. if you've ever been around those, they're very loud. You can tell exactly where they are right
6: <laughs> yeah. away. It was uh, it was Echo off the building. She thought it was in front so of she's her. She's looking in <laughs> all directions. And I'm like, it's not that difficult. You can could, you could feel the vibrations. <laughs> well, there were, uh, to be fair, there were two chainsaws in the scene. Because really? Willard had one. That he was using, right? Are we assuming that Willard just put the chainsaw down after starting it and walked away? He left immediately.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He just turned around and he started pruning. You know. oh, Didn't suspect He he didn't notice. He
6: didn't notice. Maybe he's hard of hearing. Yeah. Couldn't
4: see through his squinty eye.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I was
0: trying to figure out that was like an eye issue he had. But then later, especially in, in his interview, that's in the late aughts, and he looks fine. He doesn't
6: have like a, you know, Forrest Whitaker or anything, but I thought he was doing that as a, as a goof. Yeah, he was
7: (laughs) a goof. It was like an acting, acting tick or gimmick.
0: It was some, I guess, lingering effects from Popeye watching Robin Williams (laughs) do that for, for six months. It wasn't like a six month shoot in that, that town. Was it in Sicily where they built that? I thought it was
7: Malta. That's right.
0: Malta. Yeah, that's right. It's Malta. But I think that that whole set, that town is still there to this day that's what i've heard i have heard that <laughs> that'd be quite the pilgrimage <laughs>
7: yes i'm going i'm going to visit the set of this film that you all hated when it came out and some nerds pretend to love it now but you know, well it's a it's a robert it.
0: altman film you gotta
7: yeah well people hated that film in 1980 i remember mm-hmm. my my father refused to take me to see it because hmm. its reputation was that bad
6: I'm, I'm sure it would have been better if Shelly Duvall wasn't so mentally destroyed by doing The Shining the year <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah,
4: you know, she was driven completely insane.
6: Never worked again.
4: It was all Stanley Kubrick.
7: She was born he, to
6: play Olive
4: Oil. He did that.
7: Well, the big, the big complaint about the film when, when I was a kid was you couldn't understand anything Robin Williams said, mm. and it was very long, and, and not much was happening, and... He didn't even fight until the end, and which was pretty true, when I saw it on cable. So, but yeah, it had a bad rep.
0: I guess yeah, Alman liked working with Shelley Duvall with with Nashville and whatnot.
7: He put yeah. her in a lot of movies. She was very busy in the eighties. She produced mm-hmm. that show for Showtime, Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a lot. She did a lot of work. I don't know what the hell happened to her in the last twenty years, but you know, some of these people just don't maintain their uh, sanity, I guess, in that yeah. business. But she I mean, seemed like a pretty successful producer back then in the
6: eighties. she worked through the nineties, yeah, yeah
0: she looked great in Nashville and Brewster McLeod. She looked great back then, but um yeah, by her olive oil days I think the the shining and all the smoking she did in the shining I think really turned her
4: yeah <laughs> that's what that's that's what really did it. <laughs>
0: all that Kubrick distress thing has been blown out of proportion. Oh,
4: it's so ridiculous. It's such a silly. It's Cause so he yelled silly. at her
0: one day. Who cares? He yelled at everybody. It's,
4: it's she's an actress. Oh my gosh. Like, stop it, please.
0: He made Tom Cruise walk through a doorway for three days straight. And <laughs> nobody says shit about that. Neither does Tom Cruise. He didn't care because he knew it was fucking Stanley Kubrick.
4: No. Yeah. no, that's one of those goofy internet rumor things that film t- twitter people really dumb people on film twitter get hopped up on this is not okay treat actresses like that oh the uh brando
7: really raped what's her face on uh last, on last
4: tango, tango
7: yeah. Oh, F- yeah fake story oh, jesus
0: mm-hmm. i mean he used butter so
7: yeah <laughs> you know that's all a lot of it's off camera it's completely out of out of view out of range
0: yeah Know that the scene in question, eyes wide shut, I believe, is the scene where he walks in to talk to Sidney Pollock towards the end. And it would have been funny to see Pollock's reaction to this going on because he's got to be there because this is my scene. So he's got to stand there and watch Kubrick make uh, Tom Cruise do like eighty-five takes of walking through a doorway, spending wasting three days of his
6: life. Like, I wonder how Sidney Pollock took that, but. <laughs> So Shelly Duvall was apparently in a movie that came out this year. First thing she's done since like the year 2000. And that's her, Edward Furlong, D. Wallace, Melissa Rose. Mm. Melissa Rose?
2: Ooh! I love to jump on her bones. Mm.
6: I don't recognize you as other people, but a bunch of people that probably shouldn't be acting anymore. So after the, all that Doctor Phil
0: crap happened, you know I think she, people started noticing her and they're like, hey, we should put her in something. So I think this is like an indie horror film where they're putting everyone in. You know they put Furlong in it, of course, and just names that they're trying to throw into this. And I saw some sort of video on on YouTube. It's billed as like a, an interview with her. And I'm like, oh cool, an interview that's not Doctor Phil bullshit. And it's I believe people that are affiliated with that film. And they're just talking to her in some sort of a, almost like a pull off from the highway or something, or a, a turnaround, like a gravel, gravel road or something. And she's sitting in her van, and they're just videotaping her. From it's almost like they surprised her, they're like let's do this interview. And yeah, okay, I'll talk to you for a little bit on camera. And it's very awkward, and it seemed pretty exploitative. And that's probably what her role was in that film. You should see this picture of her in that movie, though. <laughs> because <laughs> so i'm sure she all of her scenes were probably like brando she's just sitting down everywhere it was like that do- island of dr moreau
4: hmm. they should have gotten a tiny version of her to follow her around to complete the Doctor she should moreau have worn out. an ice bucket on her head yeah speaking Placed of you
0: mentioned uh you mentioned brando i mentioned brando um what did his son do back in the 90s i forget
4: killed Didn't somebody he mur- yeah he murdered someone
0: yeah like what's the context uh was it a crime of passion or something like? I don't know much about this. I think it um, was a
7: crime of passion situation.
0: I just remember yeah. the the Norm Macdonald Weekend Update joke, where he goes into the some some of the details of the case against him. This is when he was before he was convicted, and he was given the beat by beat of what's going on in the trial. And he said, "Meanwhile, his father Marlon Brando ate nine pizzas."
6: <laughs> I put that picture of Shelley Duvall in the. Oh. chat here yeah that's Look, about what i saw in the interview well kevin smith was at the premiere so it must be a good movie <laughs> oh wow
4: yeah it looks like christian brando is a crime of passion um shot the boyfriend of his half-sister uh thought she was beating on her or something i don't know
0: huh. so he's in jail
4: <laughs> uh i think he's out
0: well they let yeah. Hinckley out. They gotta let yeah. Brando out.
4: Yeah, they let him out. Plus it's in California, he'd be out. And yeah, and that's right. Uh, his Cheyenne, the sister, committed suicide in nineteen ninety five, a year before he was released from prison. So
6: Wasn't Hinckley not guilty due to insanity though? Um I he don't know. I mean, he also he didn't murder anyone technically, so there's well, that, oh, but... looks
4: like Christian Brando died in two thousand eight, so Hmm. So he's no longer with us.
0: That was when Age did his 49. father die? The uh, father died around the same time, I think.
4: Yeah. So what he
0: did died the score to... in 03,
4: 02? Yeah. Marlon Brando died in 2004. Okay. So a little bit before that. But yeah, he was only 49, but he died of pneumonia. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. And he was also connected with the bonnie lee bakeley the the woman robert blake may or may not have had killed <laughs> what, what he was yeah
7: oh she must have been one of his uh like he was one of her targets
4: yeah she was like a serial celebrity date like she was trying to basically hook us hook a celebrity or celebrity adjacent person to grift off of him. yeah you
6: know yeah the wrong dudes Yeah, <laughs> both
4: of them <laughs> shoot
6: although Robert Blake he had an airtight alibi mm-hmm. can't shoot somebody if you're in a restaurant getting your gun that's right I think the next part of the film we're up to is people talking about smoking
0: weed and fucking on a waterbed is the best thing ever I guess
2: have you ever been laid on a waterbed the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time.
7: Well, I'll take their word
6: for it. They installed the a waterbed in the training room. Mm-hmm. For some reason, which comes <laughs> back later. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> so it would be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. Of course, then uh, we meet Professor Brown, and uh, the woman who likes smoking weed and making love on waterbeds Asked them where her pectorals are
0: mm-hmm i had to put the subtitles on for that i was like her what i know she's talking about her breasts but i didn't hear what she said i was like, oh pectorals
1: ah here he comes watch
5: this <laughs> oh professor brown excuse me sir can i ask you something what are the pectorals my friends all laugh at me they say mine are funny
2: I assure you, you have nothing to worry about. Thank
5: you, sir. But where are they?
2: Here.
1: Right
0: (laughs) here. Hers were ample. (laughs) He was correct. You have nothing to worry about, he says. (laughs) The next five, ten minutes of this film, it's... The women are trying to fuck every man on campus.
4: There's a guy running around killing women. Let's engage in (laughs) high-risk behaviors.
0: It's like, where is this university
6: and can I get in? (laughs) Well, around this time is when the two cops come to meet with the dean.
5: Oh, Grace, would you try and find Professor Brown for me, please? He should be in the faculty room. He's sitting right here, dean. Should I send him in? Oh, by all means. Yes, send him in, please. Yes, uh, he's unmarried and lives with his mother. Ah, I'm glad to see you, Arthur. Come in. This is Inspector Bracken and Sergeant uh, Holden. How do you do? Uh, Do you have time to show them around the campus? When is your next class? Well, as a matter of fact, tomorrow. Oh, good, good. Uh, They, um, they want to ask you a few questions about the Palmer girl. She was attending your classes, wasn't she? Professor Brown is in charge of our anatomy department. Uh, Please show them anything they may wish to see, and... uh, uh, do come back to me, gentlemen, if there's anything more you need. I only ask... one thing, that you keep all this as quiet as possible. Think what would happen to the university if this were leaked to the media. Don't worry, sir. At this point, an investigation wouldn't help us either. We'll do our best. Well, I'm sincerely glad to hear that, for all our sakes. Our version here amongst the alumni and staff will be that it was uh, an unfortunate accident. Well, gentlemen, I seem to have been doing rather a lot of talking and I do have a lot of work to do. I'm afraid I can't be very helpful. I can hardly remember the girl. I have so much work this semester. Oh, come now, Arthur. You only have one section to look after and I have this whole blessed campus to think about and I'm sure you'll be much better at this than I am. Well, gentlemen, I'm afraid I'll have to ask you to excuse me. Professor Brown will take care of you. Thank you, Dean Fowler. You've been most helpful. You're welcome. But do uh, keep me in touch. anything comes up, we'll keep you informed.
6: And they ask, is the murder an inside job, and where's the head at? And uh, the dean says, well, you know, Professor Brown, he's unmarried, and he lives with his mother.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> of course, he also wants to keep everything as quiet as possible and uh, make sure that it's uh, known as an unfortunate accident. If anybody asks about it, yeah,
4: somebody <laughs> tripped with the chainsaw and whoops,
6: which is kind of a trope. Like, this is uh, yeah. this is people get murdered, and you know, we can't tell anybody what happened. We could say it's an accident to. Make sure we cover our uh reputation 1st
0: Mm-hmm. Sleepaway camp was released the next year, and there's like the first three or four deaths. It's the like accident. <laughs> it didn't happen to cover it up. You know, I'll pay you extra to not talk about
7: it and this and that. They're <laughs> all just rehashing Jaws. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> Need those summer dollars. It itself was rehashing
7: <laughs> the night stalker, uh, the TV movie.
6: The summer town right
0: brett and they need their summer dollars
6: yeah. Summer town, we need our summer dollars
4: <laughs> well and that mayor he got he done got re-elected too he's still mayor in the next movie yeah,
6: yeah there's a there's a movie that came out this year that made that point it was uh shit what was it called it was that one with um shailene Woodley as the the cop who helped catch a FBI killer to catch a killer oh and uh so it starts with a new year's eve terror attack or or mass shooting i guess and uh they want to the, the fbi guy wants to shut down the whole town until they catch the guy and some guy goes uh the mayor gets re-elected in the sequel that's the lesson from Jaws. Hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey you know in other words everybody appreciates down anything all they lost was the the kid's mom's vote that was the only vote he lost everybody else was making money so the constituency was happy what can i say <laughs> what's one vote i tank the economy i lose well, more who, votes
6: who's running against him nobody's going to run against that guy he's probably um, been mayor for decades
4: he's a hero he saved that town
6: he caught the he caught the jaws
4: yeah he sent he sent those guys to do it and they did it Look, I fixed things.
6: What else can you ask for? Nobody else had plaid blazers to compete.
4: We only lost one rug rat out there on the beach. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs)
6: It's it's his fault. Yeah.
4: I mean, he should have been paying attention to his surroundings.
6: But he was out there in the middle of the ocean, flapping around like a seal.
4: Yeah. I mean, he was probably like picking at his hands and bleeding and attracts the shark, you know. (laughs)
6: probably ran through some broken glass on his way yeah. out yeah
4: yeah you know you know boys are and it's just like you know if you're gonna be doing that you shouldn't you know be attracting the shark you know supposedly in the book uh they say that they couldn't close the town
7: because the mob had invested so much in the city and had paid for the mayor's campaign finances that's and,
4: probably uh, true. Cause I read the book and I remember being yeah. shocked at how sleazy the book was <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, because <laughs> the book is takes all, all like all of the characters are have the sleaze factor amped up to 11 in, in the book. And, yeah. Hooper sleeps with Brody's wife. Yeah, he does. He, <laughs> he does. And, uh, wow. yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't remember
7: this. Ugh. Yeah, seventies novels were those bestsellers were really, really super sleazy
4: at the time. And Hooper dies in the book. Yep, he gets he gets his comeuppance for cucking uh, Brody, <laughs> you know. But I guess since they, Steven Spielberg was like, no, he lives, so no cucking.
7: Because he was a stand-in for Spielberg, he has the beard yeah. and the glasses. Yeah,
4: he's the nerd. He's
7: like,
6: no, nah, the nerd. Yeah. The
4: nerd lives.
6: Takes after his dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to, I guess, the next kill. Woman in the library. She's had too much history for one day, so she has to go and fuck in the pool. So she drops a note for some random guy. It doesn't seem like they know each other, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's,
7: well, it's a ripoff of the scene in Dressed to Kill. Yeah. The pickup
6: in that. Mm. Kendall was fucking everybody, though. was yeah. he? Yeah old young who could say no to him <laughs> i want to point out a couple things uh along the way here before we get so uh they asked brown who if he knows the victim because she was in his class and he, he says no i have too much work this semester i can't remember everybody's name You <laughs> should uh, we talk about how much he implicates himself just <laughs> like uh right off the get-go and then like the sergeant he goes we're just out buying clothes without a label and trying them on for size." But that was a, a good line. A lot of great lines in here. Just uh no clues whatsoever. And we're just gonna ask everybody if they did it. <laughs> and then uh the, the conversation with the dean and Willard about how long is it gonna take him to do his job. Because I don't he's doing some kind of landscaping job for the uh the school. Yeah. And uh he's you know, talking about how he doesn't get paid by the hour and take him a couple weeks or something and the dean suggests he finishes his job as soon as possible. <laughs> but also, Willard really likes his chainsaw, which also implicates him very much in the murder of the first student.
4: And when you see Willard at the beginning, you're supposed to kind of assume it's him, you know, because it, yeah. like he's like, oh, just 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus when
7: the cops uh, like uh, arrest him, he has like a Bud Spencer style fight with sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> Seems out of place in a jalla.
3: I mean,
0: he knows he looks like he just got caught red-handed. Literally. They let him go
6: immediately, though. He's got the blood on his hand, and he knows what it looks like, so he's got to defend himself. Yeah, The, the note that uh, Kendall gets is I want to do it underwater. See you in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to throw it in the wastebasket and misses, and somebody immediately picks it up. Now, does it show the Dean in there somewhere? I didn't notice. I didn't notice either. Okay. I forget who says this. Uh, The next thing I wrote down is, I think he's a sugar plum. Down girl, you know what they say about sugar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That is everything wrong
6: with this film. (laughs) Cheap, shitty lines. (laughs) Poor acting. (laughs) I I think it was the girl was talking to her friends about Kendall. Like, why would you want to go hook up with Kendall? Mm. <laughs> I think well, he's a sugar plum.
0: We just talked about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Wouldn't you say there's some cheap dialogue and not very good acting? Yeah, but that's a act? better
3: film. I <laughs> think.
0: I think the acting.
4: The acting's pretty. I thought I've always found the acting quite believable in Part Two.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. like it or anything.
4: I think I think it's that's a pretty well acted movie. Um, uh, every time I watch it, it surprises me.
0: The dialogue sometimes does it no favors, but yeah, the right. acting's nothing nothing worse than anything else out there. I mean,
3: better than most. But you you're insane. forgetting the main thing. It's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> well,
6: well, you could
4: say the same thing about what, this. What
6: are you looking for in pieces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: exactly what you think it is, Stu.
3: Apologists. You Apologies. don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre, Stu. <laughs> That's the best bit about that whole film, the advertising, you name it. That's the best thing. Good marketing. And You know, as soon as they wrote that line, they said, that's it. There's our ad. Yeah. There's the moneymaker right there.
7: It made money. It was a big moneymaker.
6: Is it better or worse than the tagline for Expendables 4? (laughs) What's that? They'll die when they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs)
7: Boy, those box office numbers kind of made that clear.
6: I read that Stallone said it was going to be the first of a new trilogy. Oh, oh no gosh. way. Yeah. Well, Although, Although a year ago, they were saying that he would never do another one again.
0: Yeah. Well, he said he was going to do that spinoff with the, the female Expendables. So I wasn't sure if this was supposed oh, to be a launching point for that. that yeah, nobody cares about that. Like business. Megan Fox and Gina Carano and, and the like. No, they didn't
6: bring any of the new people back from the last movie.
0: I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Gina Carano in most anything, as long as it's not like a a Daily Wire production or something.
7: Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants those. (laughs) Siege to a House. The fifth movie in a row that's a siege to a house. It's a home invasion thriller. Our fifth home invasion
4: thriller in a row. we want to make a thriller, but we don't want to spend a lot of money.
0: Stream it on the Daily Wire app.
4: <laughs> it's where
7: I watch my thrillers. <laughs> I watch them on my computer. With an intro by Ben
4: Shapiro.
6: So if it doesn't have Ben Shapiro's name on it, it ain't worth shit. <laughs> but pay $10 a month for our app and we watch our three movies.
4: Yes. <laughs> you can watch Run, Hide, Fight.
6: Hey, we got to be easy on the Daily
0: Wire after the events of yesterday, guys. Come yes. on.
4: Oh boy, this would be a great time to
7: subscribe. Do they have an Israeli declares war discount for the Daily Wire?
6: Well, some of us saw Golda in the theater. So, uh, you know, we're doing our part here. <laughs> <laughs> some of but us a-
7: got halfway through Munich, at least.
6: A <laughs> list doesn't really count, Brett. Four teenagers snuck in and then left when they saw what movie it was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only thing I'm dreading now about that attack in Israel is all the memes coming from Garrow. Oh no! God knows what we're in for. <laughs> the Barbie ones are bad enough. I I look at those things and go, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" With <laughs> all the Barbie memes, I can't work out one of them. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I it was funny. I
0: was as soon as that stuff happened. I was like, I got to go to Zali's Twitter feed. And the the first thing he posted about it was he reposted a Mia Khalifa tweet.
2: Pack the bags. We're going on a guilt trip.
0: If we are not standing with Palestine, you're on the wrong side of history.
6: <laughs> he saw. He tweeted something about Ilhan Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was sending subtle shots to,
0: to Ilhan Bay. <laughs>
4: people were having a field day with Mia Khalifa's tweets about that
0: yeah uh, I mean anything to get over the all the disgusting shit you see on Twitter about that <laughs> <laughs> I'll take any respite I can after seeing all the photos and videos of all that oh.
7: yeah I even watched the censored stuff on Sky News and I'm like oh hell bomb Gaza into a glass box <laughs>
3: They had a thing on the news here this morning saying, well, we're urging Australians not to travel to uh to Israel, to Gaza. I was like, no shit, you fucking idiots. Are you serious?
4: <laughs> well, maybe Golan and Globus will make a Chuck Norris movie about saving them.
0: <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Their production company? Who
7: owns that? Canon Films? Canon, Golan and Globus.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that they can make that long awaited film about what's his name? <laughs> Mustafa
6: stuff <Accard>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Chuck Norris still has his total gym. He's, he's going to be in pretty good shape still.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Got those Chuck Norris action jeans. Good for kicking.
0: <laughs> I saw a picture of him not too long ago. Still, you know, he's still Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Still looking Svelte. You know, a 70-some year old Svelte, but <laughs> he's always gonna be about 80.
3: He's 81, he 80, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
7: yeah. I've seen I've seen clips of him at 81 work still working like uh the like the uh the mitt bag or whatever. The He's the
4: eighty-three.
7: Handball. Yeah. He's, oh, he shit. still works out, still throws punches and stuff. I don't think he can kick much, but
0: well, I suppose that makes sense because I always think about that seagal interview where you know they're trying to ask him about his contemporaries and who can hold their water against seagal and you know, what about what about Chuck norris he goes well, well chuck chuck's in his 60s you know <laughs> and this is like i guess this is like 20 years ago
1: <laughs> yeah
0: or chuck's in his you know late 50s or something i forget what he says exactly but if, Ch- if chuck was still in his prime it it's almost like he's conceding he would you know be worthy but He still is. You told me if he was. From Seagal's point of view is my point.
3: Oh, that fat idiot.
7: (laughs) Chuck broke in the business when he was like, he became a star in American movies with his films. I think he was 40. Like he he broke out pretty late.
4: Yeah.
0: Makes sense. It's kind of like uh, Harrison Ford. I always forget that in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's what, 38 or something? Yeah. Or near 40, damn near. I think 77, uh, Star Wars, yeah, he was like at least 35.
7: Yeah, he'd been around, because you can see him in movies in the late 60s. And yeah, uh, in wow. Dead Heat on a merry-go-round is like 67 and 68. He's in that. Doesn't he play a a high schooler in
0: American gra- Graffiti? Yeah, he's in American Graffiti and that's what, 71?
7: Three. Yeah, that's 71, I believe.
6: So he played a high schooler in that, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Wow. Not too far off, I guess. <laughs>
3: like the, the guys in Porky's. <laughs> They're about yeah, 25, they meant to be 17. Yeah.
0: Bulk family film Porky's.
3: Yeah. Damn right it was. In First Blood.
0: You've showed at least your oldest son Porky's, right? What about uh, the rest of the
3: clan? No. No, I haven't. No? No, nope, they haven't even asked about it. I'm not going to force it upon them if they ask. When I mean, they can watch it, but no,
0: you should have sat really them down for family something. movie night and said we're <laughs> watching Porkies tonight.
3: They watched um, The Exorcist last night. My two oldest mm. boys, yeah, how they like that? Well, they they liked it, I guess. Yeah, my second youngest son went and saw the um, Exorcist Believer on mm-hmm. Friday. He goes, uh, you know,
4: getting." roasted in the reviews here.
6: Mm-hmm. I wrote on Letterbox that it was the the creators of the coexist bumper sticker present the exorcist believer.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Spent 400 million
3: on those rights. We got one with Russell Crowe a year ago, didn't we? Not even It no. was this
6: year, yeah. The Pope's okay. Exorcist, but it's not, you know, from that story. But he would have oh, been better not... if he was in the new uh, Exorcist movie, though.
4: The Pope's yeah? Exorcist is is a really fun movie. Have any of you seen that? Yeah, well, it. Oh, it's awesome. It's like great. <laughs>
3: You're not taking the piss now, are you?
4: No, I promise. No. I, I was. Okay. I would did not. I I thought it was going to be like two and a half, three stars, and I had so much fun with it. <laughs> like Russell Crowe is really funny, hmm. uh, and the last act of the movie it becomes the video game diablo <laughs> i was i was going i i just got a diablo movie <laughs> but it's it's it was a fun movie it moves at a clip it's it it's it's funny it's scary it's gross it's cheesy but i had a i had a ball watching it
6: 100 agree as good
3: as pop three i'm sorry was it as good as pop three
4: exorcist three Mm. Uh, no, i think that's like you know they're two totally different kinds of movies to me like the exorcist three is a very serious kind of straightforward police procedural supernatural police procedural this one's like totally nuts <laughs>
1: you
4: know? it's just it gets crazy with like you know hmm. you know it 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 gets pretty wild i did not expect it to go as hard as it did
3: they're making a sequel right uh, i hope so <laughs> i think so did no. you guys see evil dead rise yes yeah no what do it. you think it sucked i, uh, I
6: liked it it's it's no, it, it doesn't shit. feel like it doesn't feel like <laughs> an evil dead movie but i liked it
4: you no know, it does not feel like an evil dead movie i thought the beginning was no. good when they're at the out in the wilderness and then the, apartment, the, wilderness, stuff, yeah. the apartment stuff just didn't work for me yeah
3: when they had this stuff out in the um you know by the lake whatever and then that title came up from the from the uh ground up i thought wow this is gonna be killer yeah, cool. but yeah we um my wife and i saw that and the boys went off and watched something else and the film had finished and we turned to each other and i go what do you reckon she goes nah <laughs> and she's a big horror fan but she goes nah i like the others not this one though
4: yeah I,
6: I it, thought it was fun, but, like, if, if you're expecting it to be, like, anything else in the series, you're going to be disappointed. hmm It was just... I don't know.
3: I mean, it should have been better than what it was in an apartment block, but...
4: It kind of reminded me of, like, one of these direct-to-Hulu movies that's, like, like Hellraiser mm. or Prey oh, or something. Yeah. Like, it had that kind of vibe to me, where it felt yeah. like direct to stream. It's got
0: it on 4K. <laughs> He gets
4: everything. He gets on everything course, for he he gets He'll be like, this, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. A few months later, he's at Walmart. <laughs> In Dolby Vision, I own it. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, it's
6: Batman. It's got to go on the shelf. It's yeah, Batman.
4: exactly.
1: Uh, ASAP.
6: <laughs> ASAP. It's ASAP. It's one star ASAP.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gave the Batman a 2 out of 10 and also gave it an ASAP
1: rating. <laughs>
2: ASAP. That means now. See it as soon as you can.
6: You have to, it's Batman.
4: Yeah, because it's Batman. <laughs> you don't sleep on a Batman movie, even if it's garbage.
3: <laughs> Three hours of whispering, no thank you.
4: <laughs> I couldn't you could I couldn't sit through that again.
6: It's also yeah. very blurry and very dark.
4: Yeah. Like Roger Deakins was like, "Oh, that's the best looking movie of that year." I couldn't see anything. What? How? What? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh!
0: He must have just been kissing ass for that.
4: Yeah, somebody. Somebody. He's hoping somebody sees that. I
0: mean, I love Deakins' work, but yeah. I mean, I don't no, That's why it's, why it's why it's
4: weird when somebody who's really talented and you would think knows what he's talking about has a insane take like that you're just like what?
0: there's always got to be a dollar's reason or something or a f- personal favor to a friend it's kind of like james cameron uh kind of endorsing the past two terminator sequels he's yeah Well, like, yeah. he, did, yeah. <laughs> he it, produced them
4: yeah but he would even like he genesis even...
0: he didn't produce did he
6: Mm-mm. i mean no,
0: i know he, he did dark fate with but he did uh, dark produce
6: dark fate yeah
0: but even genesis yep. he's like yeah i really enjoyed this as the spirit of the first two and all of this and that. He,
4: he's he's always <laughs> been nice to the stuff that's related to him that he's not involved in. He's, he,
3: always he's been nice. hanging around Arnold too long. Ah, oh, it's my best movie.
4: <laughs> yeah, Arnold was always like, oh yeah, The Sixth Day, it's my best film. <laughs> yeah, <go see laughs> yeah, <it>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, end of days, <laughs> I played Jericho Kane. He's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Women like this
7: film. <laughs> they, they they test the women the women like it so yeah she read like, the
4: script and she said Arnold you must make this movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was watching that clip just today of Arnold at some sort of event or uh maybe he was in a gym or something but he was talking to a few people and that one fan came up behind him and jump uh jump kicked him
4: oh yeah I heard about <laughs> yeah, that yeah that was, was from a couple of
0: years
6: ago he was oh it's hilarious around. some By guy the way, sprints and he, just jumps and just drop kicks him the back, he retweeted it, and he says, "This is why you don't just do bench presses; you train your back and your legs too." <laughs>
4: <laughs> is it, his that kid he had with the maid. That guy looks—he's mm-hmm. like the spitting image of. He looks right. like Mexican young Arnold, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he does.
0: Yeah, he does. He, he looks just like him. Yeah, can't deny that one. Yeah, like the, that's a one Spanish I, I flavor.
4: They had to admit that that was his kid because he was like, <laughs> it's him. <You>
0: know? <laughs> and no offense to Joseph Bain, his mother, but I mean, what was Arnold thinking?
3: <sighs> oh my God, I've just looked at her now. I've never seen her before.
0: <laughs> you do not ah, seen that? Fuck. <laughs> Like, I've even oh. seen, some, you know, you look at older pictures. Okay, let's see what she was like when he was making Jingle all the way. Okay, let's see what she was like during that production. And it's like, you go back to, you see family photos where she's in it, and you're like, I don't see it, Arnold. Like, what are you doing?
4: <laughs> I think he just, I think he was just laying down with any old thing, you know? That,
0: that or, man, convenience. Really. maybe she was a bit mannish for him, you know? There's always,
4: uh, there's
0: always that aspect. Yeah. Uh, don't know about Arnold and his and his, uh, some of his
3: proclivities, I guess. Oh, I've just seen The Son as well. <laughs> yeah, he's he a young ju- Conan. There's, yeah. your, there's your third Conan actor right yeah. there. Arnold's yeah. a legitimate son. King Conan, 2024.
4: If you were going to tell me we're doing a new Conan movie, but Arnold's son <laughs> is playing it, I would be like, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Go on. But King Conan with Arnold, shut up. Nobody wants that. Stop no.
0: it. <laughs> well, it's like you know, I haven't minded Scott Eastwood and things I've seen him in, but it's kind of like I want him. But it would be great if people embraced him and he kind of took up his father's mantle. But it's just not working for him, like yeah. Chad McQueen.
4: It's like uh when they made the Dark Tower, and mm. it's like you know who should play this role: Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> no who should play the gunslinger an english black dude not and then and who should play the bad guy let's get the most texas guy imaginable <laughs> matthew mcconaughey i'm totally stealing jim dirks's bit by the way but, uh, but i will and he goes he goes if only there was someone out there who kind he went when stephen king wrote that role he was thinking of clint eastwood i wonder if there's anybody out there who looks like clint eastwood <laughs>
0: Looks exactly like a 40-year-old version of Clint Eastwood. He
4: goes, I wonder if there's somebody who looks like Clint around that time. I wonder if he's got a kid. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But Jim and Jim would say that was dying laughing.
0: All right, let's get back to pieces.
2: What do you say? We cut the chit-chat a hole.
0: We don't have to go beat by beat. We can try and speed it along a little bit, but to allow for more tangents, of course, but I think we'll just get to the
6: next kill in the pool, right? Yeah. Jenny, I think it's Jenny gets killed in the pool. Credited as Jenny dash pool victim. So I assume that's her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just takes the torso,
6: leaves everything else.
4: Yeah. Sack it up.
6: Kendall never made it to the pool. I don't he got lost somewhere along the Yeah, way. I <laughs> don't
0: I don't get that. Just yeah. she was uh,
6: quite the attractive young co ed. That other guy comes and he says, I got this note from the dean's office 30 minutes ago and I couldn't find you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me I'm the bearer of bad news. I could kill myself.
4: (laughs) It's the way that these women throw themselves at these guys and the guys are like,
6: hmm.
7: (laughs) Well, Kendall looks like Leo Sayer, so
4: they couldn't
0: resist it. He really does. Uh, there was a quote i think from the cops when they're investigating could he really have done this with a chainsaw
1: <laughs>
2: now look professor i don't want to wait for the coroner's opinion so could you give me yours now could that have been done with a chainsaw like that one over there Don't touch it, Professor. You could have destroyed some evidence. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Well, I'm not a pathologist, but even a layman could see it was done with this. I'd say it's elementary. Okay, thanks. Thank you very much. That'll be all. You're welcome. Do those two boys know I want to see him? It's in the works, sir. Well, let's go see the dean. What's the matter? I don't know. Guess this case is giving me the creeps. Me too. I wonder what the hell he's doing with all the pieces that are missing. That's what I mean. It's creepy. Look, we'll have to put some undercover agents in here. Fix it up with a dean when we see him. Girls, you mean? Yeah, of course. That's what he seems to be after.
0: What else would he have done it with? <laughs> like he couldn't
6: comprehend a chainsaw yeah. doing that to a person, I guess. No. Yeah, so Kendall's been summoned to the dean's office, but he stops by the pool first, and Willard is there, <laughs> and he, he finds him. And uh, he grabs the bloody chainsaw which of course is the first thing you want to do when you're in that situation <laughs> and they find the dead girl. And then uh, a bunch of cops just rush in and this is where he fights all the cops.
4: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I was wanting Terrence Hill to show up and be like, settle down. Let's eat
6: some beans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the cops pulls a gun on him, gets him to stop, get him all calmed down, but it's not
6: long before they figure out it's not him. Yeah, they let him go. Then they uh, he questions a bunch of people. Secretary, the dean, Kendall, the other kid. Do they talk to the professor again about anatomy, since he's an expert in anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be, yeah. And then they, they, uh, they guess that the killer sent a note to Kendall to keep him away from the swimming pool. Yeah, I was confused when they said that. I was like, what, yeah, I was what like, are you talking what... about?
4: Wouldn't he have gone to the... T- I don't understand.
6: Well, no, they <laughs> they oh. sent the, the, the note from the dean's office. Cause, mm. I don't know. The secretary had it and she called for him or something. Yeah. But they didn't know like what the, the note said. Just appeared. That is the, the biggest problem with this film, I think, is just it's just kind of disjointed
0: in parts and some of it doesn't make sense. You have to watch it a couple of times to see what they're
6: really going for and. a certain scene well it's because the dean is the killer spoilers and he's covering up his own murders by acting dumb (laughs) how could that have happened i don't know were
4: you sure a chainsaw
6: could do this
3: did anybody see the killer a mile away and not find out till the end it's pretty bloody obvious who it was yeah
0: when i was watching this i forgot who it was because it was That's several I tell years about. ago. I couldn't remember if it was the professor mm. or the dean, and then about well, halfway through, I was like, I think it's the dean.
4: Yeah, I kind of, you, know, you, you can peg the dean pretty quick.
0: Yeah, because I know that I knew there was at least one red herring. I was like, I know it's not Paul Smith, even though they're trying to throw it out there, but the gay professor is the first or second red herring, however you want to figure it. The, they're, too, they're almost too obvious. And you also got Kendall mm. as the viewer. You're pretty much
3: certain it's not him, but. It has to
7: be at least 45 years old. That's right. At 48. Yeah. Yeah.
3: 47, 48. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. So does this film have a cult following? Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. It does. Yeah.
0: Strange. Very popular with the drive-in circuits. Yeah. We are talking about it was on Joe Bob's last drive-in. It's pretty much, it's, it's damn near in the mainstream these days for cult
3: horror films, I would say. Oh, God, it got a release here in Australia. Didn't even know. Is it Grindhouse or is it uh, Umbrella or something? No, Siren Visual Entertainment. They're gone. Yeah, a little backyard job company that died a few years ago. And their releases are crap. There was just always the film, never any extras.
0: Like you said, John, this was public domain for a while, right?
7: Or at least it was presumed to be, but yeah, um, Diamond Entertainment, which specialized in public domain stuff like Slave uh, of the, what is it, Slaves of the Mountain, Cannibal God, or whatever the Ursula Andress movie is, and mm. uh, all those those Roger Corman productions that have footage from Russian films, uh, like sure. those would they would have those on DVD and Night of the Living Dead, of course, and you yeah. know anything presumed to be public domain, so they had a pieces DVD, and it was just. A rip from the media home entertainment VHS. Really? I like, even had tracking lines in it. I think. Like it was the early days of DVD, and it was cheap. Like they were cheap DVDs. They were like five ninety nine. So we didn't mm. really complain.
0: It's like Mill Creek, but worse quality, right?
7: Right, right. And so you know, this is before you had your um, your really nice looking DVD packages of this stuff, and certainly before Blu Ray. So. We figure, well, this is about as good as it's going to get because this was when uh, DVD was had already killed the laserdisc market, uh, but didn't actually have a ton of product out at the time or whatever. But didn't take much to kill laserdisc. No, nah. but it was convenient, you know,
1: with mm-hmm. the
7: size and everything. And until you end up with about a thousand of them, then it's not so convenient.
0: <laughs> Around this time in the film, I think is when they start showing. There's a couple of scenes with girls playing tennis. And I was very distracted by their skill level in tennis. Yeah, these are supposed to be you know, college athletes, and every ball they had, they are just sending the ball into orbit. It is just being <laughs> launched about fifty feet in the air. You know, they're shooting it like it's a volley
6: back and forth. And you know, Mary just... Riggs is a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> she was the best tennis player in the world at the time.
7: I like how she had Bobby Riggs last name.
6: No, I did
0: read something about that. Like I noted it down when I watched it, but apparently, I think it was the director or somebody talked about how obviously they have these actresses and they're supposed to be good at tennis, and they none of them could play tennis worth a lick. So they had to teach them tennis at least well enough that they would be passable for a for some scenes with volleying and go, and whatnot, but it still didn't work. <laughs> They spent, I think, a couple
6: of weeks on that shit. Well, they put her undercover as the tennis coach at the the school, and apparently there was only one member of the tennis team, and they just played each other as practice every day. What's the female undercover cop's name? I forget. Mary Riggs. Mary Riggs. Sorry. Yes. We kind of jumped over the the dancer size scene. I know we talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit. Love it. like scene. that scene. Have you seen the movie Heavenly Bodies? I feel like that yeah. scene. You should check that movie out. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a way better film than this one. <laughs> but still, no physical media release for that film, which got to be the soundtrack. Everything got to be tied up in the music. Really? it's it's Nightmare. Yeah, it's only got a VHS. And that was it. I swear Nothing there
0: was else. a DVD somewhere I thought I used to see. Although I confuse that with, um, what's the the Guillermo del Toro film I'm thinking of? Kate Winslet, what's that one called? Heavenly uh,
4: Creatures? That's uh, Peter Jackson.
0: Peter Jackson, I'm sorry, yes.
3: It's, man, that's something else altogether. We'll <laughs> no, but that's, was it the same title name? Is that what it is? Heavenly Bodies. Oh, Heavenly wow. Bodies. That's it's right. a
7: Flashdance rip-off.
3: Yeah. Yeah, mm. completely. Two. Yeah, Here's
7: it's a, not on DVD, and it's, it's very likely the... Fact that it's a
6: Canadian production and the soundtrack, yeah. It was on, yeah, it was on Turner Quest movies sometime last year. I recorded it, was it was a uh, classic earlier this year. Was that a so. widescreen or a full screen? I don't it was widescreen. You still got it? Send it my way if you have. No, it was on my DVR, so oh, no, that sucks. It's uh, I don't have it anymore.
7: Yeah, I'm looking at the producer, producer sales organization, RSL Entertainment. It's all these yeah. companies that are no longer around. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Playboy Enterprises was uncredited.
6: That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah.
7: MGM UA Entertainment it released it the in theaters, so they may have some some home video right thing to it. So.
6: Mm.
3: Like when you coming back, Red Rider. <laughs> yeah she'd be tired of when the fuck's this movie coming out never
6: well the one I always look uh want to know where it, where it is is short time with uh Dabney Coleman so that on HBO about six or seven years ago and I haven't seen it available anywhere since then what's that sound familiar Dabney Coleman is a cop who's about to retire and his blood work gets switched with somebody else and he thinks he's dying but if he dies while he's still a cop, he gets double uh pay on his life insurance. so he spends his last week as a cop trying to get killed on duty <laughs> so that he can uh so his son can inherit the uh, insurance money and it's fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> so what
6: kill is next? Trying to is remember it the not.
4: uh is it the um the elevator
6: might be, yeah. Yeah, because there's a bunch of stuff about Kendall gets a psychiatric exam, and then he gets basically deputized because the police <laughs> yeah. station is shorthanded. And then uh, Mary goes undercover with him.
0: When the detective calls uh, the other one who's at the, I don't know, is that like a, is that like the station doing research? Or is that a library or something doing research? Because he sends Kendall to go help?
6: Yeah, it's, that's later, but
0: yeah.
2: He cut that poor girl in half while she was still alive. You have any idea the terror that kid went through? She was still alive, for Christ's sakes. I know, Lieutenant, I know. But I'm doing the best I can. If I go too fast, I might miss something. You just gotta give me more time. We don't have any more time. Take some uppers or something. Just give me a lead, anything. What I need is some help. I've been going 23 hours straight. But my eyes can't take it any longer. I'll do my best. Maybe I can get you some help. Remember that kid, Kendall? I'll see if I can get him him down there to you. I thought I was tired. We can't use a suspect. You must be kidding. Suspect? You're crazy. That kid's clean and you know it. Look, he knows everyone on that college campus. He could smell something suspicious faster than we can. I know, Lieutenant. I know. But the book doesn't. Yeah, what the hell with a book? The book says get the killer. Now quit talking to me and find me a lead. Damn it!
6: <laughs> take some uppers. Yeah, you go. Yeah, take some uppers.
7: <laughs> it's the police office with the endless uh, big U.S. maps. It's
6: it's city yeah. hall. So they say it's city hall, but it's like the records room at city hall. Yeah, pick the wrong week to stop taking amphetamines. Picked the wrong week to stop eating <laughs> Wendy's. I <laughs> think they just have Wendy's all of a sudden. Like, yeah. it took a break <laughs> to go get Wendy's. You know, he
0: pointed the, the cup towards the camera, so you definitely see Wendy's in there. The, so I'm
6: guessing
3: there was a... Was Wendy's actually
6: paying for this? Back.
3: Just reinforcing the factory in America. No,
7: what, what happens is you have a Spanish director working with probably an Italian producer, and spanish actors and they're trying to emulate american films and they don't actually know anything about american culture so that's why you get all this disjointed, goofy dialogue and everything and Mm. then and kind of bizarre i don't know stuff like the waterbed and the weed because they only know about american culture and this probably includes dick randall they only know about it from watching teen slob comedies right which are translated into italian and spanish so they have this completely distorted idea of how uh, americans go about their day-to-day lives Mm -hmm. so then they try to do a murder mystery which requires (laughs) some knowledge of the culture (laughs) you're depicting and so you get this completely alien thing where a dean is sending out letters (laughs) to to students and and manipulating where they're going to be in the next hour or two like (laughs) that there's no college campus where that that operates like that so um, that that's why this, this movie is such, there's a lot of unintentional laughs simply because of foreign directors. You know, if you've seen the that documentary about the making of, uh, is it Troll 2?
1: Mm. I yeah. Think that's the film. Yeah, yeah, best the Best worst movie. Yeah.
7: yeah, the best worst movie. It's like, it's an Italian guy uh, who won't allow any of the actors to change their dialogue. And <laughs> even all these actors who most have no film experience whatsoever, they said, Americans don't talk like this but he doesn't allow them to change their dialogue.
6: (laughs) We should point out, too, there's a scene where Sylvia Costa from the Boston Globe was uh, on the case. (laughs) And the (laughs) the lieutenant denies that there's a maniac on the loose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just shoehorn that in there.
7: (laughs) Which, by the way, you can't cover up murders. (laughs) That's a funny (laughs) thing. Somebody needs to tell the Spanish and the Italians you cannot cover up murders. It, it can't be done. Not in America. The it's reporter could matter. go down to the police department, and ask for police records right away. And usually, right?
0: Yeah, especially on Boston University campus. Yeah, it's not going to be quiet. It's going to be front page news.
7: Right. Be all over the place. They don't actually have a ton of murders, or they didn't even even back then.
0: So yeah, the the elevator kill was the the woman from the dance studio yeah yep and uh this was right after oh, at the same time i guess is when what kendall is screwing that older lady across the street
3: right when they mix the sexuality and the violence i like
6: it <laughs> they they hear her screaming from inside the elevator from blocks away <laughs> yes <laughs> Even the chainsaw running. would
7: give it away i think <laughs> they come running
6: Of course, she also knows the killer when she sees him in the the elevator. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? No, please, no!
0: Yeah, Kendall is bedding some old lady across the street, and she can just not get enough, like every other woman in this movie, I guess, with Kendall. (laughs)
2: Wake up the whole college hollering like that? Oh, Kendall. What
5: do you have to make such a
2: big production for? Are you crazy? Oh,
5: Kendall! you want
2: us thrown out? Boy, anyone would think you were in bed with Chainsaw Charlie. It's an hysteric.
1: Oh, Kendall.
6: I'll control myself, Kendall, if we do it
1: again. Come back to bed, huh?
2: Hey, now, why are you getting dressed? Oh, honey, where are you going? What if you gagged me, huh? I wouldn't make any noise then.
4: Yeah, the, the women the women in this in the women in this movie are just such depraved sex maniacs this
6: is less than 24 hours after that last woman who tried to hook up with him got her head chopped off in the swimming pool
0: you mean americans hunter
4: yes yes they're, they're these are american women <laughs> you've seen the way they dress on television
0: europeans view of
6: americans mm-hmm.
7: totally what it is
6: Of course, Professor Brown just happened to be upstairs in the library implicating himself once again in another murder. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't hear anything says the one guy inside the building who didn't hear the scream from the elevator that everybody heard from blocks away.
0: He was just reading the paper with a blue boy inside of it. (laughs) Uh, So Kendall goes to try and help out because this is also, I think, when the tennis instructor is going to get, she has her brush with death. And he saves her yeah. from Bruce Lie, right? I,
7: no, it's Bruce L.E.
0: Bruce it's yeah.
6: I, I, I told Eric he should play the, the theme from They Call Me Bruce over this section <laughs> there. <laughs> it was released by
7: the same company. They could have done that
6: this Chinese guy that. just shows up and starts doing kung fu moves and then he gets his ass kicked
7: although some people told me that the Bruce Lee cameo was cut out in the American theatrical print
6: Hmm.
7: and maybe it was because I, I don't recall because I didn't see it in theaters so maybe
6: Kendall suddenly has a motorbike that sounds like a chainsaw <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah they don't sound like chainsaws
6: <laughs> oh that's my kung fu teacher <laughs> <laughs> chow or whatever his name is. kung fu
0: professor notice he didn't call him doctor he just said professor we were uh talking recently over the past few episodes about students calling their professors doctor or not we were talking about jill biden basically because it was like mm-hmm. it's dr jill biden <laughs> i was like i went to college everyone's a fucking doctor there and nobody ever said call me doctor you know yeah, Brett made the point, like, yeah, just call me a Professor
6: or my name, like
0: a fucking human being. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't doctor. think I had a single
6: professor who who didn't just say, "Call me my first name."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to a larger conversation because in New York Ripper, the professor that helps with the case, he is immediately addressed as Doctor by the by the cop. I think he might even request it, like
6: a doctor or something. I think like so, that, yeah. But- Doctor Davis to you, yeah, Doctor Davis.
7: <laughs> it might be a thing in Italy. I can see Italians being that way at universities.
6: Yeah, I'm sure That's it was right. more common years ago, and then it became more informalized as newer generations got into the profession.
3: It's very much when, um, when uh, like when people get knighted by the um, <laughs> the queen or no, the king. Sure, it's always Sir or mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lady uh Dame sorry so you're, it's, it's not just Judy, De- Judy Dench it's Dame Judy Dench it's not Elton John it's Sir Elton John so I know over here it's very very um very commonplace to call them by their royal title or the um the order that they've been given by the by the queen or the king mm. so you still honor that yeah. in Australia huh yeah, I mean, for instance, I had an interview with Mick Jagger on, and it was Sir Mick Jagger, even on the <laughs> title card on television. It was Sir Mick Jagger. Hmm. Yeah. Which I to do the same thing. You know, I, I call Elton John Sir Elton John, um, even Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, because Sir Anthony knighted. Hopkins. So, yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Mr. Bean. <laughs> well, he's not knighted.
6: Yeah, I know. But i'd like to mention the time that dame judy dench gave her a goldfish mouth-to-mouth resuscitation had <laughs> mm, that work out <laughs> and then well she claimed it worked of course she's senile <laughs> and uh
3: yeah very very senile
6: she can't see anything how the fuck does she know it was a fish <laughs> I don't know, but there was a story about it. We talked about it on my other podcast. When she I can't even it. read a script anymore, you know? She doesn't know what she can see. She can talk about the difference between cats and dogs for five minutes straight while looking directly into the camera. <laughs> She's a master thespian, okay? <laughs> while licking herself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh.
6: Y'all didn't see cats? Well, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. Wait, see wait where, a second. That where is... Jennifer Hudson's snot was pouring out of her nose.
4: <laughs> Gosh,
6: Hunter, Christ. correct me if I'm wrong.
0: You're you are not an A-lister, right? Me? You you don't subscribe to AMC's A-list, do you? No. So this means you've paid full price. I for saw a it on stream. Oh, okay. Yes.
3: Sorry. That's, That's right. Accessible. Nice
4: try, but no. <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: try to get you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's very poor. gotcha moment.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> File. <laughs> well, I was like, Brett, you know, I, I've given him shit a couple of times. It was like, you know, you, you're on the A-list. Okay, I get it. But you did waste one of your three. And he, you are pretty good about seeing three movies a week. So
6: it's the curse of A-list. <laughs> well, it was like there had to be something else. To be fair, I saw Cats about four weeks after it was in theaters. So it was like in January and there was nothing... Nothing else playing, so I gave it. It's getting shot. your money's worth, and then is <laughs> getting your money's worth.
3: Like it's, <laughs> it's like I I paid that twenty bucks. I want to get every damn
6: film I pay for, even if it is a pile of shit. So I feel I don't. It's the I call it the curse of a list because you feel like you're obligated to to go see all three movies, otherwise you're not getting your money's worth. Sometimes it works out. With cats, uh, I was pretty confident it wasn't going to, and it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I think at least nine. I went on a Tuesday, so it was full. I don't know where all these people showed up from, but they came on Discount Tuesday, and uh, at least nine people walked out. (laughs) (laughs) So it means you went against
0: your better judgment and saw it anyway. I don't the, think this is going to be any good. And I was right.
6: <laughs> when the first fight people walked out, I thought, well, there can't be that much more left to it. And there was over an hour left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I think any movie with James Corden is a big red flag.
6: You just sell, but too. Mm-hmm.
0: I think after this is when uh, Kendall gets rejected by Linda day, George, and he has that killer line of, Aren't you going to make some coffee? It's fucking 1 a.m. <laughs> we
6: well, didn't save her from his Kung Fu professor. So he was entitled.
4: <laughs> that was so random. Like he assaults her in the street. She knocks him down and he's just like, Haha, just kidding. Bye.
6: <laughs> so weird. That was a very strange addition. I guess they gotta, you know, pad the time a little bit. I mean, it's mm-hmm. barely over eighty minutes.
0: I think after that, the next thing is they come back the next day, and the the tennis player gets the chainsaw in the bathroom. Is that the next kill?
6: Oh, well, there's the waterbed kill. Oh,
0: the waterbed, of course. Yes, it's kind of the, a
4: that the waterbed killing has some kind of disturbing imagery. I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought a bit of it was kind of silly because you know he starts. They're poking holes and it's spraying water at him and blah blah blah. But yeah, then it you know the the blood mixes with the water and it's like yeah. a bed of blood. And yeah,
6: it's disturbing imagery. But oh, he sticks kind of on, he sticks the knife through the back of her head and it comes out her mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was brutal. effective. Yeah, he have got to have one scene where the killer looks a little clumsy. <laughs> it's like a uh, obligatory. Everyone saw Texas Chainsaw at the end. Like, oh, well, Leatherface face just looks like a spaz. <laughs> I mean he was special needs <laughs> as we learned in the, the 2022 uh, sequel he, he went to a group home for the next 45 years
0: stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> alright where do we get to now so we talked about the waterbed kill uh, anything you want to talk about before the what the else is
6: the well after Mary turns the, Kendall down, there's a guy in a mask. Is it the same guy that brought the note earlier? He calls him Casanova. Like, way to go, Casanova, or something mm-hmm. like that.
1: Mm.
0: I
6: forget.
7: Oh, yeah, that insert shot of him with the mask on and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks like they added it in later. <laughs> to pad out the time, probably. Probably. Give that give that nerd more work
6: is it that scene in the the kung fu professor scene seemed like they were just like really out of place like they just put them in there just to, to pad the runtime or something
7: they probably were and it was dick randall probably like he had um bruce le had time to work on that film i guess and uh he's working for dick randall anyway so
6: cross promotion for one of his other films or something
7: yep yep definitely
6: from there, we get the the tennis practice being interrupted by the, the loud music, mm-hmm. and the the locker room, uh, scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Great effect with the chainsaw cutting uh, through the torso of the of the woman. They used a, a pig as a stand in for human flesh, and the uh, I guess some of the the guts and entrails and whatnot. But uh, it's good to see that cutting. Could have used that in Scarface one year later.
6: Oh,
1: yeah.
6: <laughs> it's a Mandela effect. You never actually saw the guy getting chainsawed in Scarface. <laughs> no. <Yeah.
1: laughs>
7: well, it's like pieces uh, went out. They they did the Dawn of the Dead method where they said no one under 17 admitted, but it mm-hmm. has no writing. So pieces had that that uh, attached to it, which I see no problem with the, this type of horror film. I thought that was the way it was done because uh, City of the Living Dead was like that. Uh not, not city of the live Day, gates of hell that's what they called it in america um the falchi film pretty much every imported euro horror film with graphic violence was given the no one under 17 admitted but no yeah. rating however this it's for violent content you know
0: mm-hmm.
7: which NC- i think that's perfectly reasonable
0: nc-17 before nc-17
7: yeah yeah pretty much it just they didn't have to pay the MPAA for it and there's no copyright on it but it makes sense and this stuff played like crazy
5: Mm -hmm. unlike
7: something like showgirls or uh which was pulled from theaters or henry and june which was uh barely released anywhere um the first nc-17 film but back then when this stuff was no one under 17 admitted that's just all it said it played every small town in the circuit where it was being released right because i always tell the story how i was uh me and my cousin went to see treasure of the four crowns a really lousy tony anthony uh, raiders of the lost ark knockoff and uh some teenagers came in from ga- gates of hell where they had uh, they had gone to see that and they were grossed out by it because of the woman vomiting her intestines they came in to see our movie which is far far worse than gates of hell
1: <laughs>
7: you know it's like boy did you guys <laughs> pick them wrong but it is <laughs> weird to think that in a small town in mississippi that night that friday night Two European import films were playing in the small town theater. Wow. And one was No One Under 17 Admitted. You know, no controversy, but an X-rated film or anything like that. It just said no one under seventeen admitted. This is a graphically gory film and it's not for children.
0: Was it one screen, that theater?
7: One screen. No, it was once uh it was a. Uh, I I think it was three screens, and one screen was Gates of Hell, one screen was Treasure of the Four Crowns, and a screen was probably a comedy or something, like a mainstream Hollywood comedy.
0: Because I think Pieces was on a lot of double bills, wasn't it?
7: Ah, uh, probably in New Orleans, it played as a um, as a headlining feature, the only movie on that screen. But New Orleans at the time had a lot of flea pit theaters, which mm. would have a screen ready for a horror film, because those did very well in New Orleans. It was a big at the time it was a big horror movie market.
0: So around the same time as this Chainsaw Kill, this is also when. I think Willard gives everyone the side eye once again.
6: Yeah. Well, he he walks out of the (laughs) the locker room right as it's happening or whatever. He gives everyone in this movie, the side eye (laughs) and then they, the the, the half wink and the side eye, like he turn he half turns and is still looking at him. (laughs) The uh, Captain Marvel look. Watching the trailers for the, the Marvels. Uh, the The amount of times that Brie Larson is doing the side eye is amazing. It's just like every scene, <laughs> she does the side eye. I already saw the rep- to
7: pieces and Paul Smith.
0: I saw the reports that it's already the, the lowest rated film in the MC universe. Like the 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 early <laughs> screenings and whatnot.
6: Yeah. No shit.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so surprising.
6: The only surprising thing is that they're reporting on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I just saw
0: it on some Twitter account that's, you know, in the know, so to say. But
6: I don't know who fucking knows. Well, you know, you know what is not Willard's job? Electronics. <laughs> 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 but yet he goes and shuts the music off. He knows how to do that. Mm hmm.
7: That was a scene that felt like a uh, a padded thing, the yeah. endless shots of the, you know, of the big megaphone or whatever. <laughs> it's
6: like, yes, we we get it. The music is playing throughout the uh, the tennis area.
7: Got to struggle unlocking the door.
6: <laughs> when they they find the body, and then uh, Mary just starts yelling, "Bastard! Bastard!" Bastard!
5: <laughs> you see it?
6: Yes!
2: While we were out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her! Bastard! Bastard!
7: Bastard! Yeah, Linda Day thought she could inject some real acting into her role. It's a popular out of context clip on YouTube. It's probably helped this movie's
6: rep.
0: What do you guys want to get to next? It's uh, it's time to wrap up
6: the plot, I guess. There's much yeah, the, left. Yeah, we, the the records room scene is next. We already talked about that. Yep. <laughs> eating their Wendy's,
0: studying their <laughs> studying the case files, or I should say, the backgrounds of everyone at the university
6: and all the students, and looking for a lead, just. Mm-hmm. Looking through every record <laughs> with nowhere to start, I think I found something. Forty years ago, said, this guy changed his name. It's got to be him. That's how they get him. Cause they they because he changed his name. Um, meanwhile, Mary goes to the dean's house or the dean's residence on campus, and he uh, he drugs her with his uh, coffee. Or tea. Was it tea or was it coffee? Well, he made tea for himself and coffee for her. And he had the eyedropper with the. uh...
0: Sorry, it's the instant. That's why it tastes like shit and poison.
6: (laughs) She puts that first cup down real quick. (laughs) Like, not even tense. Like, he doesn't even have time to sit down before she's done with it. You want another one? Yes, please. (laughs) 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 He's all mad because the. The fucking poison hasn't taken effect yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go back. <laughs> we'll put some extra in there.
7: It's actually a reminder how popular instant coffee was at the time. That was the standard. Mm. A mm. lot of people didn't even bother having coffee makers.
6: <laughs> this is where we get the re- the big reveal that Professor Brown is a homosexual. Yes, shocking shocking who could have seen that coming no nobody
4: <laughs> nobody could have seen that coming
6: all well, the female students just throwing themselves at her uh, at him throughout the movie
0: <laughs> george takei could have dubbed his voice and it wouldn't have been more obvious <laughs> hello
7: if you hire jack taylor for these for a part he's gonna play a gay character usually <laughs>
0: Yeah, in the interview with uh, Smith, he talked about how he did dub his own work sometimes. So when he didn't, he either didn't feel like it or they, I don't know, they, because it seems to me like it would be just be cheaper to get him to do it. I mean, you got him filming the scenes and he's already there. Just have him go next door, record the audio again.
7: Problem is the dubbing is done after filming is completed, and it usually requires the actor to stick around for about two weeks, and they mm-hmm. don't actually pay extra to have them dub their voice. Mm. That's why Steve Reeves never dubbed his voice. That's why a lot of actors never bothered. Vic Morrow never dubbed his voice for uh the Italian movie he made, Bronx Warriors. Uh, they don't pay you. It's like if you want to stick around and, and dub your voice, that's fine, but they're not going to pay you for it. And for a lot of these actors, like richard harrison they were like well why would i stick around for two weeks dubbing in a studio which i hate doing when i can just go make another million you know million lira doing some other film you know go ahead and make another movie so and on to the next project
6: is it on the new york ripper we were trying to figure out the conversion from lira to dollars
0: yeah because new york ripper made like 1.4 billion lira and i figured the exchange rate was pretty ridiculous but it's they you know all the research I did and made it sound like it was a, at least a moderate commercial success in, in Italy. Ian talked about like you know I it could have been as much as what what did he say something was like Yeah, it could have been fucking six cents for all I know. I forget how many yeah. lyrics that he reminds me of that though.
3: Howard Stern skit he had on his radio show. We had who wants to be a Turkish billionaire and this girl was on and she won it. And she was going berserk. Turns out it was only like a dollar seventy US dollars. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we talked about the million yen. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I converted
6: to that Seinfeld episode where Kramer got in with those Japanese tourists and spent their million yen. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize it was actually like 500 bucks or something. Simpsons did it too when they went
0: to
7: China.
6: We're
0: down to our last million yen <laughs> stranded in China.
7: Yeah, New York Ripper probably made its most money in Japan the oh, really? oh, really? movies did very well in Japan, so mm. very likely to be where it made
6: its cash. We're at the uh, the climax here, mm-hmm. where uh, Kendall and we're the all cops just edging right up. now. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall and the cops show up, and uh, Mary can't move, and uh, the dean is nowhere to be found except for nobody acknowledges Mary, like clearly pointing to the curtains.
0: Well, the she's not pointing; room. she's looking because she's paralyzed. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> That but, but is true. But she's,
6: <laughs> she's indicating.
0: She keeps darting her eyes
6: over to the corner. Mary, what's wrong? Mary, Boo, <laughs> Get up. Mary. <laughs> so yeah, this
0: is uh, when we get to the final scare after, I guess, you know, they, they catch the,
3: the Dean, of course. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the climax of old climaxes to a film. Fucking terrible.
6: Yeah, the two cops leave and the Dean attacks Kendall and then they come back and they shoot the Dean. Mm -hmm. And then we get the the nice uh, tacked on finale. Watching the movie again, I knew that he had put a woman together
0: with all the pieces, of course. But in the third act, I forgot about it. And then when it pops out at the end, I was like, oh yeah, shit. (laughs) It's It's a pretty fun, effective scare, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily care for her somehow climbing through his jeans and blood spraying everywhere from his crotch. Like I didn't, I didn't get that. But I mean, it's I think it's a cool effect to to make the cadaver, if you want to call it that, uh,
6: alive. But turned her into a Frankenhooker. Yeah.
7: (laughs) (laughs) They were just they were doing a knockoff of Carrie. That's all it was the ending in carry because the whole movie is it's funny uh de palma's dressed to kill is kind of inspired by italian jo- italian jollo yep, sure and clearly mm-hmm. this movie is heavily inspired by dressed to kill so <laughs> it's kind of this weird uh, oh, let's import it to america and then we import it back to spain and italy you know and mm-hmm. then you kind of get this sort of third generation knockoff or whatever and, and you end up with a carry scare because i guess the director is so Inspired by De Palma, he's ripping off his best scare
3: Or yeah, a shock effect. A Friday 13 scare from the, the first one. Well <laughs> Carrie was first, this, wasn't
7: it? Yeah, Carrie was first. Carrie started that idea of the last minute, you know, scare before the closing credits when you think everything's alright. But and her hand like shoots
4: out of the grave or whatever. But does does but those don't have castration.
7: Yeah. This, this was does a new
4: element. <laughs> this does so
6: the old five on two that
7: so turned turned kendall into soprano opera singer basically falsetto <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the uh one reason people always crack up at the ending because of the the guy's fade mannerisms the actor playing in <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous it's like something out of a John Waters film or something. He's a poon hound. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Gayest poon hound ever. He'll, he'll never he'll never use it again.
0: <laughs> we rush over the dick tock, but there was that scene with the older lady. It is just bathing in the moonlight. If you it's it's very well shot that scene. Well lit. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of the plot. We get into a few fun facts, I guess, and we'll rate it. We've obviously given you a bunch of fun facts already. We'll give you maybe just a couple more.
7: If they're real or not, because the closing credits say it was filmed in Boston, and it was not.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> At least New York Ripper was filmed on location, you know, on on the Deuce and Times Square.
7: And oh, it has stunning location and... work. Yeah. It has more than most American films get. And it's the real New York, too. It's like as much of a New York film as Taxi Driver. Yeah. I remember Vincent Gallo, uh, I was telling him about it and he was really impressed. He, he said he told me uh that Falci had like a thirty like a handheld thirty-five millimeter or something. He could get those shots because mm. he probably didn't get permission to, to film there. So Oh
0: wow. He's like Nolan because carries an IMAX camera around with him everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <That's right.
7: laughs> Which I, I couldn't conceive of. I was like, really? A thirty five millimeter? He goes he goes, Yeah, they had these kind of handheld thirty-five millimeters that they could get the those type of shots they needed. Hey everybody, here's some fun facts
0: Originally there was supposed to be a love scene Between Mary and Kendall According to the director But Linda Day declined So the scene with the two at the apartment uh, Kendall has to come in but Mary turns down the offer
6: She's not going to make coffee at one in the morning It's just not going to (laughs) happen Yeah It's another Seinfeld reference Coffee doesn't mean coffee (laughs) Here's a fun fact. Uh, filming commenced in the winter of 1981. The pool scene had the actress swim in freezing cold water, and she almost froze to death as a result. We that always this? happens
7: when they do swimming pool scenes. The water's always mm-hmm. freezing. That's in every IMDb trivia for anything. Like <laughs> yeah. a pool scene.
6: It, it is. A, it was an inside pool. Couldn't they turn the heat good on? Good
7: Lord, get a heated pool for once.
6: <laughs> of course, they didn't even turn later. the lights on. So, I mean, maybe... Like major
7: studio productions have that problem. Oh, the pool was freezing.
0: This is a pool at Boston University that no one is using for hours
6: at a time, somehow. (laughs) No lights in the middle of the day, either. Yeah.
2: Here's a fun fact.
6: Apparently, before the fifth
0: victim gets killed, she's so terrified that she visibly urinates her sweatpants. This happened for real on set from a real chainsaw being wielded a few centimeters away from the actress. Juan uh liked the reaction of the that the girl expressed and left the accident in the final film.
7: I don't believe Gosh. that at all. Yeah, I was it's just disgusting. gonna say I don't think yeah. unit shot of...
0: I don't think you would do that to an actress no. unless you're
7: Yeah, that's a second that's a second unit shot. That was an insert shot. I don't believe it. Here's another
2: fun fact.
0: Okay, so answer to our question from earlier. The skateboarding girl who crashes into a mirror and Virginia Palmer, the co ed who is decapitated by the chainsaw while laying on the grass are in fact the same person. In an interview with the actress uh, Roxana Nieto, she explains that her character skates through the mirror but survives with apparently no visible injuries. The scene is witnessed by the dean, who gets the idea to create a perfect woman using pieces from other women. He then stalks and kills the skateboarder, Palmer, making her his first victim at the college. This scenario was not explained in the movie, obviously
7: apparently they lack some coverage shots <laughs> yeah. well, i don't
6: explain it in the movie because they made it up after the fact <laughs>
7: yeah
0: oh here's a fun one that eight out of 24 found interesting this is eli roth's favorite horror movie
4: i believe that well yeah, he's, he's like oh, he's shit. like Quint, he's like quentin though where whatever's like he's high on that day <laughs>
0: yeah it's like i
6: i've heard of 10 films that are eli roth's favorite Yeah, well, well, you know why that one's not so popular because this one is found helpful by 58 people versus eight people not finding it. Horror (laughs) director Eli Roth has stated that this is his favorite slasher film.
0: Slasher, there we go. You got to be more specific. Favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life, and then (laughs) favorite slasher.
6: (laughs) The look of the killer was based on the comic book character The Shadow. Not, as is often thought, Italian giallo uh, cinema.
0: Very cool. Not Alec Baldwin, The
3: Shadow, right? No, that's a good movie. I yeah. like it a lot. I know you guys like that. Yeah. No, The Shadow's my favorite.
0: Here's another fun fact. The naked woman in the infamous puzzle is the Spanish actress Victoria Abril. Oh,
7: really? Hmm.
0: I do not I know. know of wow.
7: her. Okay, she's in the the El Maldivar movies and stuff.
0: Oh, okay. Really?
7: Yeah, and she was in, um I think she was in Coming At You, the Tony Anthony 3D Spaghetti Western.
0: Like El Moldavar, like pre All About My Mother, or?
7: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, that guy. Okay. I believe that's Victoria Brill's thing. So I think
0: that's the first, that's the earliest El Moldavar film I've seen, so I wasn't sure if like she kind of got started before then, or.
7: She must have been a model and then that was a that was a well known uh, yeah. She I think she was a model and that was a, a famous nude shot of her that was turned into a puzzle and they just used it in the film. Yeah, it's Victoria Brill. Yeah.
6: Okay.
7: Here's a fun fact.
6: During the scene with the women in the dance class, director Juan Bucler Simone urgently wanted them all to be naked. But Carmen Aguado, who wasn't an actress, rather an actual aerobics instructor that they hired for the part, refused and informed him that dance classes weren't usually done in the nude, as the dancers always wore tights. Simone wasn't happy about it, but backed down, even though a few of the extras playing the dance students said they'd be willing to do it naked. Simone reportedly took down their names and used them for nude scenes in later films.
7: I don't know if he made a movie with nude scenes in later films. (laughs) because before uh this film simone was best known for making um he would make these knockoffs of the 70s uh doug mcclure movies like land that time forgot except he had like journey to the end of time or something like that but his films were knockoffs of those movies with like you know giant monsters and puppets and everything and they were aimed at kids so it's kind of odd that you know the a lot of these facts or these so-called trivia facts that make no sense to me
0: Uh, according to the dvd commentary for the day of the animals producer scott spiegel who produced the hostile movies with eli roth who in parentheses who's a big fan of pieces as we well know (laughs) had asked actress linda day george about this movie and she says that they had gotten involved uh, because her husband actor christopher george owed some filmmakers a few favors so they were cast in the film without much of a script and were under the impression it was a murder mystery film, not the gory slasher film it had evolved into. This was actually true because producer Steven uh, Manassian, uh, his initial script for Pieces was called Jigsaw and was intended as a made-for-TV murder thriller. The Georges even had to do ADR in a hotel room in Madrid as being filmed in Spain was done without English dialogue. After its U.S. release by FBI slash ARC, the Georges were apparently shocked to find out it was a gory slasher Chainsaw Massacre film to the point that the Georges tried to get their names removed from the credits because they were ashamed about it. This may explain why Linda Day George is only credited as Linda Day and not by her professional name. It does say Linda Day on IMDb. Yeah,
7: yeah it does. I, I believe that story. That actually makes sense. Yeah because they're not around for any of the gory stuff so yeah they probably didn't know and that's a common story with american actors appearing in italian and spanish horror films
6: sure yeah Uh, anything else brett um the entire movie was shot in madrid nothing in boston because there was no budget for second units some usa locations were recycled from supersonic man from 1979 (laughs) (laughs) stock footage which is also uh, directed by Juan. Mm. Uh, One more here. The killing of the reporter was difficult to shoot because a real knife was used, albeit nobody got hurt. Juan was a little bit worried, but it was the editing and the post-production which made the scene so brutal. The actress couldn't take the scene at the premiere of the movie, and she left the auditorium when her death came on screen. It was good to use a real knife when shooting fake deaths. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's rate this thing. Um, let's start with some of our MMC guests, Stu. Let's start with you. The MMC podcast does a zero to 10 rating, so let's uh do that rating and also the WTM Mm. five tier rating system, the ASAP, soonish, eventually, last resort, or never.
3: I'll give this uh two and a half and a never, never and a never. Two and a half and a never. Okay. Two
4: and a half and a never. never. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, or two.
0: And yeah, a
3: half, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's about the cut for me. Not yeah, letterbox. Yeah. Two, and, yeah. a half, two, two and, and a half. Two and a half out of, out of ten. I just, I did not like it. I thought it was cheap. I thought it was stupid. The dialogue was terrible. Are there any uh, films of the same ilk
0: that you do like? Maybe other exploitation or Italian sleepaway camp. <laughs> you do like it now, and
3: this reminded me of Sleepaway Camp a lot.
0: Fully done a, a
3: one eighty on that now. Well, I I mean I said about Sleepaway Camp, but when I first watched it, I hated it. The next day, mm-hmm. as I said, I found out more about it and I appreciated it more. I gave it a six, I think. You give um, it a five on the show, but oh five, I'm sure you it. would I go even five. higher. But yeah, but. Uh... <laughs> uh pieces it could have been so much better and i really wanted to like it because there is that uh, blu-ray of arrow in the uk going cheap i thought well if it's half decent i'll pick it up on the sale from the other stuff i'm going to pick up but uh, i just can't sure
0: fair assessment can't uh can't like them all Mm -hmm. uh hunter what say you
4: uh i will give it a seven on our scale yeah and uh i will say i won't say asap because it's not for everybody mm-hmm. but it's definitely soonish soonish i think it's a, a lot of fun uh and um like it it what what i like about it is that it is like kind of cheap junk but it manages to be kind of funny shocking gross and scary all at the same time and while at the same time also feeling cheap and junky. It just, it's everything all at once. It's unique in that way.
0: It's well put. John, what would you say?
4: I'm going to give it an eight, and
7: I'm going to say soonish. Soonish. And my opinion is similar to Hunter's in that it's a it's a good balance of lots of unintentionally funny humor and some genuinely effective shock scares. Mm-hmm. even if it doesn't even make much sense half the time, but you don't really expect uh, a Spanish Italian uh, film co-produced by Dick Randall to, to make a lot of sense anyway. But also keep in mind with my opinion, I absolutely despise American slashers. So I don't, I don't like American slasher movies at, at all. So, um, well, there's know, the there's I, a
0: rare I, exception, right? There's a couple of them, there's the rare exception, right? Isn't, uh, i haven't seen it yet but i know you were you had a, a glowing review of was it butcher baker and um
7: uh... yeah and i don't consider that a slasher movie to me thats okay, so i haven't really seen it so i don't know but... it's like a weird like um suspense kind of mystery suspense thriller that's gory and but i don't think of it as a slasher like a slasher to me is something like prom night which is just so illogical yeah. and stupid that... well, that's
0: canadian right john so that yeah count. yeah <laughs>
7: yeah exactly and canadian and the canadians (laughs) dominated the genre let's keep that in mind
6: butcher baker nightmare maker is about outing gay people (laughs) yeah
7: yeah it's a weird movie but it's uh it's 30 blue boys in there yeah like like that's pretty good i like the original halloween although i never hope to i hope to never see it again and um and i love psycho but what if you want to call that a slasher film but you know texas Chainsaw massacre i like quite a bit But a lot of the flood of that stuff in the 80s where it's all named after holidays or special events or whatever, you know, Arbor Day, whatever the hell. I can't stand that stuff. So,
0: Aren't you excited for Thanksgiving?
7: No, I have no interest in it at all. (laughs) Eli Roth is like the biggest hack in in (laughs) low budget movies right now. I don't don't have much respect for that guy.
0: I love the trailer for it. So I guess, I mean, the trailer from Grindhouse, I should say.
7: I like the Grindhouse trailer was funny, but there's Mm -hmm. no movie there. So I don't know what he's thinking. He's desperate, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. All right, he hasn't had a hit in what? No. How many years has it, has it been since that guy's had anything hit? So yeah, his
0: his Cannibal Holocaust ripoff failed. So I guess yeah, it was like oh, shell for like
7: the, three years, wasn't it? Oh, that yeah.
6: movie was terrible. It was, it was the Green Green uh, Inferno. The Green yeah. Inferno. It was awful. Never it's saw. So it. boring. Is
7: the work of a stoner from Boston, and I have no interest <laughs> in that viewpoint at all. It doesn't mean anything to me.
0: Brett, what is your rating?
6: I would give it a uh, 6 out of 10 and a uh, solid eventually. Eventually. Okay.
0: I will give it an 8 and soonish. Soonish. I just have a lot of fun with it. I think all of its strengths outweigh the deficiencies. It's so much fun to be had, I think. So, midnight Movie Cowboys, tell us what's going on. You guys have been half dormant over the past few months and now you're gearing up again is that fair to say
4: yep Well, oh, we say that say that <laughs> it's fair to say it
0: you guys just had an episode with yeah. wolfie t on uh ready to rumble mm-hmm. which yep. is very good uh can you tell us what's uh what's coming up nope no nope. <laughs> oh, yeah
3: don't we, we don't
4: even know yeah, we've talked about a few things, but we don't have anything in the can, but it'll happen soon, though. I
3: told you, we don't speak to each other much. <laughs> yeah, we don't. It's the best way. It's what, listen to me now. If you're doing a podcast with others, here's the trick to longevity. Don't talk to them outside of the show. Mm-hmm. There's no point.
4: Yeah, well, it just you just end up losing the material. Because uh, the people on the show that I do talk to a lot, I record with the least because we end up t- having those conversations on the phone sure you know and i'm like "Ugh, well there there that went
0: <laughs> you know so yep but i so, mean i know you guys had different things going on over the summer and whatnot and
4: yeah it was a busy summer
3: and we've got a summer coming well in a month
0: Maybe. that's right yeah summer for you
3: i guess it's a stinking hot summer coming as well, they say. Mm.
4: Our, yeah, we just got through with that over here. We got El
3: Nino oh, over see? here.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, it's coming our way. Yeah. It's heading our way. It's already now into uh, spring, and it's, it is a very warm spring. Not complaining. I really like it a lot. But yeah, when you're getting days at a 27 on a spring day, which is what? 80? you guys that's warmer than usual
1: mm. Mm.
0: yeah well hopefully uh more mmc to come um yeah. now that? you thinking maybe some horror yet
4: i mean this that's what we were talking about
0: today is october mm. 8th and this episode is not gonna be posted for at least two weeks so that'll give
3: you some idea yeah
4: but, we'll probably have something up by then okay we did have
3: something we we're talking about that we yeah. i think we pretty much agreed on but mm-hmm. i might say what it is sure but yeah Got to do the old horror in October because nobody else does. Well, it's the, it's horror month, you know,
0: Hunter, I know you got your, uh, like your horror month diary thing going, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, let's see. You've watched several so far. So far this month I have watched, I watched Curtis Harrington's night tide Mm -hmm. starring Dennis Hopper. I watched Stuart Gordon's dolls, uh, which I had never seen. Um, these are all first time watches, unless I say otherwise. Uh, Uli Lamel's The Boogeyman, mm. uh, Cellar Dweller with Jeffrey Combs, uh, Ghoulies 2, The Dungeon Master, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> The Dungeon Master, another Empire mm. video. Well, a lot of those. Uh, I watched a 16 millimeter scan of White Zombie from 1932 that Justin DeClose outfit put out, and that. You know, some shots looked like crap, but it made parts of the movie really unsettling and eerie. It's kind of cool. Uh I watched Phantasm and I watched Pieces. So Wow. Next get, is Phantasm Two.
6: Did you get your ticket to see oh, and I've uh, seen House Fan- of Thousand corpses?
4: No. I. But, but White Zombie, Phantasm and Pieces are both rewatch are all rewatches. So
6: White
0: Zombie, Rob Zombie, of course.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know <laughs> it. I've never seen Phantasm. <laughs> Ever. Really? really? Neither, neither, oh. I, no. Oh, Stu. never seen it. Maybe we
4: should do that on the show, too. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Because
3: that... the funny thing is that for years and years and years, and I'm not exaggerating, I go, what is this film, Phantasm? It's never been released here. And I go, oh, it has been. It was released here as The Never Dead.
4: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Right.
3: The cover. But I've never seen the film, but I remember seeing The Never Dead and going, Hang on, that's the same poster about one with, that woman with giant tits. Phantasm. Oh, it's a renamed, that's why. But no, I've never seen the film. Everyone i heard, heard everyone talk about the, the tall man or the mm-hmm. sure. slim man or whatever he's called. I don't know what it the is. The tall man, yeah. Tall man, is it? Okay.
4: Yeah, that's a but yeah I'm, I'm a big Phantasm fan. That. Yeah, we should do that.
3: All right. <clears throat>
4: do that. Easy peasy
3: it's been the pieces. for <laughs> it, it? I
4: I would be surprised if you didn't like Phantasm.
3: Probably not. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's it's a classy, it's a classy movie.
7: It's <laughs> one of the 1979, probably the best year for American horror, it was 1979. But Phantasm is one of the
3: reasons. Oh, it's that good, is it?
7: Yeah.
3: All right. It's very. Yeah, I don't agree on that. You then. know, in the
7: vein of Dawn of the Dead, Halloween got a big re-release in theaters that year, and. Mm. and um uh, the alien you know there's there's a lot of horror films that year that it's it's pretty phenomenal
4: and don coscarelli was like a kid when he made it yeah um well that's his film is it yeah i didn't I mean, know
3: yeah he directed
4: he directed every phantasm movie except ravager the last one
3: um, There's four right
4: there's five. Oh, five. yeah 2016 phantasm ravager mm. came out Never saw uh, it. I need to go back to. I remember enjoying it, but you know, opinions are divided, right? Um, Phantasm Two is like the big budget, crazy one.
3: I tell you what, I would like to do for October. I mean, we're pushing it because we only got about three weeks left. Is to get Gregor Mortis on. Oh yeah, just for just for something, just for horror month. Just have Greg. Let's talk
7: about the various uh home video releases of Halloween.
3: That's what I was thinking, but I thought, <laughs> two oh, hours. <laughs> <laughs> could we could we make an episode out of that? But you probably could with that many releases of it.
7: With him, you could. And he's got that he's got the
3: replica house, right? Yes. Yeah, the uh two foot replica of the Myers house. <laughs>
7: It'd be the return of our high concept episodes with these weird ideas for shows that we stretch out for like two hours
3: which usually people thought, oh, they're being funny, but they end up surfacing years later. <laughs> mm.
0: Yep, be sure to check out Land of the Creeps as well. Mm. Also, you guys need to tell us about your website. So Minute Movie Cowboys, of course, <laughs> available on Podbean and pretty much everywhere you find podcasts, but the website has changed,
4: it's, right? Well, I don't know. well, something's up with the domain. I'm trying to figure it out. I've just been slammed at work it's this still week.
3: valid because i've i've checked it up as a you know available domains and it says it's taken by us but what's going on i, I don't I, know I'm,
4: in podbean i've been trying i don't know it's maybe i'm just an idiot but i've been trying to work on it but hopefully it will be back at midnightmoviecowboys.com soon but in the meantime midnightmoviecowboys.podbean.com
0: but your entire catalog yeah. is of, of episodes is available on Podbean, right? Or do you have to go to
3: your website yes. for certain episodes?
4: Yeah, everything's there.
3: Okay. They're all It's all there. Yeah, Even the hidden ones. If you go to the front page, you can see the hidden ones up top. They're there. You can get them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I
0: forgot to mention, I tried to add some previous episodes in the catalog to our feed, but it just
3: puts them right at the top. <laughs> yeah i couldn't put them in order it's the day you're posting it yeah you won't do them in date of you won't do them in the date of release initially it's when you well, do it. well they
0: told me i could do it by season and episode that's why i had to redo all the episodes but I, I gave them all a season and episode designation so i guess if you filter it by that on like apple podcast or other things you see them
3: in somewhat the correct order at least by season but just don't bother just give them the last 15 or 20, and they want more, they can go to the website. Yeah. But. It's their attitude. If you want them, go get them. They're yeah. there. We're going to stick 350 episodes on the iTunes feed. That's insane. Give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. The people can get off their fucking asses and find it as well. You're <laughs> going to spoon feed them. you going to make it easy for them.
4: you going to make it easy, yeah. Do
3: you guys
0: still have your the coffee? I think so,
4: yeah. yeah it's still there, I think.
0: <laughs> not
3: exactly bringing. In. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it's not exactly we're selling a lot well, of merch either, but
3: <laughs> well, no, no, it's not. <laughs> well, Want it. yeah, yeah, to promote it?
0: The Co Five to so. donate to uh, yeah. support if MMC you wanna, financially. you know not more bad than what we do.
3: <laughs> well,
0: I do like to support financially, but I would like other people to do it too. I don't know if a lot have, but put yourself one up. Get more.
3: Set yourself up. Thanks, all. About five minutes, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like a a more regular listener base before I started getting into like Patreon and Ko-Fi and stuff.
4: Yeah, you. Yeah,
0: as you guys know as well as us, it's hard enough to get people just to fucking review it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, rate yeah, and
0: review course. it. And it's like they they all want to just consume, 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 and move on. they just take five seconds. They don't even have to type anything. Just click.
3: You know, one to five stars.
7: Say it's the pieces of podcast. Pieces,
4: <laughs> yes.
3: If they could, they could just lie in a bucket of their own shit on the ground to say, <laughs> play the latest episode. Not even to click nothing. Oh. Don't search for nothing. Hey, Alexa, play the latest episode. <laughs> I'm too fat and fucking lazy <laughs> to do anything about it. Like I, I don't want to get up <laughs> off the ground. I'm surrounded by Cheetos.
0: Oh, I can't get up. Uh, do you guys have anything else to promote, uh, John? Are you
7: on any other shows coming up? Uh, not not this month.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll do it again sometime, hopefully. Please continue to uh, take bread and harvest his wrestling knowledge, especially for what you guys. Can do a Von Eric movie when that comes out, Tiger Claw, right? Yeah. You know What's to do Yes.
7: That. Yeah, Iron, the Iron Claw. That's Iron Claw. Sorry, right. Drop. The trailer should be out by the time comes out. Yeah, up it'll up be up out. Right mm-hmm. Comes out this week.
0: Yeah. All right. well, Brett, where can people find WTM merch? You
6: can go to WTMWatchThisMovie.com. No, you can't. You can go spring <laughs> WTMWatchThisMovie.creator-spring.com.
0: There you go. You can email us at WatchThisMovie at Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1, which is also his letterbox profile. Mine is under Eric underscore molder. You guys want to pump your letterbox to Twitters?
4: introducing You easy to find me. For both? D D U E S I N G. Yep. My letterbox. I think it's real John Grace in the letterbox. Pretty easy to find.
0: Same as your Twitter. Your
7: your X. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Stu, I know you're not really on X, but you you did restart your um uh, letterbox account. And then I stopped. Yeah.
3: Well, uh... the real rebel. (laughs) Yeah, you can see all four reviews there. And don't look for any more in the future.
5: Uh,
7: Well, I will say that our our subtype guest, uh, Dan, has started up a Letterbox account, and he's uh, reviewing exactly what you expect him to review.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With oiled up men. I was just going
7: to say cruising and and, and the like. Cruising. No, actually, the real gay stuff, like, uh, you know, like, can't, can't stop the spell. music.
0: Who is it in the the Facebook group? Is going to go see Can't Stop the Music at Alamo?
7: Oh is is Anson Matthews it? or
0: something, or oh,
7: can't remember or who who's it. going to see that.
3: Could have been. Good on him if he did. Stu's going to be so jealous. Nah, I can play here anytime.
0: Really? It's kind of rare yeah. to find here. All
3: right, All
0: right well, right, I've... fellas, well, I got, I got I got to get going, yeah. y'all. I've right. taken up enough of your time. Thank yeah. you so much for I'll being here.
4: You. I'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for having us.
0: Yep. We will check you all later.
2: Guess we'll see you around. All right. Check you later. Bye. Wait, man. Why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later.
6: Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man. You're off my case.
2: Well, now you're okay. I'll see you in the morning. Bye. Oh, oh, no. Nah. No. First, we'll look for my gun. Then I'm going with you. You're right.